Hey all this is Chris and you're listening to One Cross Radio and uh, today's going to be interesting because we have no topic planned and I'm joined by three lifelong friends of mine from back in childhood. Mike. Hey. Tommy. Hello. And Christian. Hey. And we have no planned topic <laughs> and it's been a, a barrel of laughs already trying to figure out what the heck to talk about. <laughs> I should have started this a while ago. Yeah, I told you we should have hit the corner. <laughs> when you were saying lifelong friends, I thought you were going to say legendary friends. And like, oh, that's awesome. Legendary. By far, I met you when I was 15. <laughs> we, we met before. Like, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, I'm, like I'm, back I'm, I'm in... Uh, when did I meet you, actually? Like, were you, yeah, grade 7 or... Yeah, that's, grade what, seven. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, and Christian, it, like, fourth grade, because you were on Rexley yes. at the time. Yeah, yeah. Fond memories but, of uh, oh, yeah, childhood. I about that. <laughs> Fond memories of childhood when there was a pool and rude people. Yes. Just get ready for, for a lot of laughs. And uh, yeah, uh, most of the laughs are going to be for us. I have no idea if you'll find this funny. Yes, this yeah, will be a visual day on a, in an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we're going to so, talk in sign language? Yeah. <laughs> Open floor, gentlemen. Uh, Speaking of sign language, <laughs> no, no, no. All right, let's. You know, you know, you know who you know, I think is a nice guy, Chris Pratt, because he did this thing. There was a scandal, mini scandal, the other day, where um, he said that. like, uh, "Don't don't read the subtitles. Turn on the audio. Turn it up." And it's one of his Instagram things, I think. And then all the the deaf people are like, "Hey, man, we need to read the subtitles," which is. Obviously, an overreaction. He wasn't speaking to them. Yeah, but I was going to say, there's no anyway, for them. As a gentleman, he learned sign language, or maybe he already knew some. And he like signed an apology to the, I almost said blind people. That <laughs> deaf, the deaf people. <laughs> I've had that happen. I've had that happen. Like, where like, I've met a blind person. I'm like, oh man, I don't know sign language. I don't even talk to them. <laughs> I got a sign so this blind guy can't yeah. understand my sorrow. Sir, uh, are you waving your hands in front of my face? I can hear it. He just seems like a good guy. Like, everything yeah. I've heard about him, he just seems like an upstanding guy. Spe- which is nice to hear, especially because, what, like, every couple days you hear someone else has done something horrific. Yeah. I was saying to Tommy how Danny Masterson, I was reading how he uh, has allegedly, um, uh, yeah, he, there's four different accounts of uh, terrible things that he's done. Oh, terrible or inappropriate? Uh, no, I, <laughs> terrible. Legit, terrible. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, well, Bill Cosby level terrible. Oh, that's Ooh. pretty bad. Yeah. What? What is he doing? Well, no, but I mean, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I got. I got. I just know what you told me earlier. Yeah. I. I. I assume that there's an element of that. I see. Oh, hide. Yeah. That's chemical coercion. Oh, jeez. Yeah. There's like on Reddit, people are talking like. Who would you like if it comes out next who would you be most disappointed or most shocked in and the number one answer is always tom hanks like if he comes out with some sort of I scandal can... the world is ending <laughs> see i could I, I could believe that just because hanks is always like he just seems so wholesome he's the like nicest guy ever. he's the like you can see pictures on instagram on the, and online of him like having fun and photobombing with drunk fans like <laughs> a guy is completely drunk so he's like yeah of course i'm gonna take your picture this will be hilarious I, I love drunk people especially when i'm sober 
Oh, and that was the first sign we had that Tom Hanks was like, inappropriate. And, that's why he's the same, right? No. And I'm, you've got mail. You can't, like, he's just so good in that. There was an Onion article saying, uh, it was like, kids don't know who to look up to now that Tom Hanks has murdered five people. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh so my awful. gosh. <laughs> Gotta yeah. love those parody articles. Some just, of them are just yeah, so like, there, and then there's the the reverse where you read like an actual article on like U.S. politics, and you're like, that has to be an Onion article, but nope, that's no really oh happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening like a couple years ago. Now it's just like it started with movies. Like there was a slow trickle of movies being made where it's like, really, that's it's like something you see on Saturday Night Live, but it's actually yeah. a legitimate movie. Yeah. And then it's it's actually turned to reality where like, yeah, there's so many things that that you would assume are that have to be an Onion article, and they're absolutely not. And it's <laughs> Unfortunately, really. Yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. It yeah. shakes your faith in people, right? <laughs> it shakes your face. <laughs> shakes your face. It's just like, I'm, I'm alone in this world. <laughs> it's a, like it's a really, really weird time. Just with everything going on with within Hollywood. Like I think mm-hmm. if Will Smith gets anything attached to him, like some people are like, oh, he's shady because of how the I thing with uh, that. Although. Like, that's kind of been left a, more so like, oh, he got the old Aunt Viv fired, and she's like, that actress is just not letting it go. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, like, he's a guy who just seemed, everybody's like, oh, he's so wholesome, he always plays good guys, except the rare time he plays a really good bad guy. Yeah. And I would definitely watch a, him as a death shot movie. Like, he was one of the better things about Suicide Squad, if you guys saw it. I haven't seen it. I don't care to. Yeah, no, it's, it's not good. <laughs> I, I've seen no. the uh, the Batman scenes and like the Flash scene, and I figured that's enough. Yeah, you get the gist. I, I, just nothing there, about it only appealed to me. You know, it would have been a lot better had they had they left a lot of the Jared Leto footage in. I think, like, uh, yeah, it's, he was also he was also he he was a he, I'll, I'll give him credit. Like, I didn't like the look of the character. No, but that's not his fault. But no, that that's not his fault. And, a lot of people like ripped on his Joker. I'm like, nah, it's actually pretty good. And they added a thing for, that has that exists for that character, like the whole weird sexual thing that he has that mm-hmm. we haven't seen on film. So channeling that, I was like, all right, awesome. We can still get original things out of here until you just just get Mark Hamill, just get him to voice over somebody in the movie. Yeah. Until that happens, like different takes, I'm all for. How did we get here? Oh, Will Smith. Oh yeah, Will Smith. The seamless transition. But uh, just to talk about Suicide Squad for another sec, only good things were him, Margot Robbie, Jared Leto's Joker, and I, sign me up for more Captain Boomerang. Like I never thought I'd want more Jai Courtney, yeah, I heard he was but he was hilarious yeah, as Captain Boomerang. Like it's such a ridiculous character, but every time he's on screen, I'm I was loving every second. So I'm like, bring this guy back. Don't give him a solo movie because that'll wreck it. But yeah. just have him being consistently small parts. He's fine. Yeah, that's the best supporting role. Was he Australian? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was like his, uh, I don't know what to call it, like saving grace that, role because yeah. he was going down. Like uh, no, well, that's the, a, um, they kept trying to make Jai Courtney happen, yeah. and you're like, it's not going to happen. That's, that's the, what was the honest trailer for Genesis, Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Like, stop trying to make Jai Courtney a thing. It's not going to happen. Which, yeah, and then. Which, I mean, it worked with Justin Long, so. And then when you mentioned honest trailers, like, 
there's the whole thing going on in Hollywood, and the guy from one of the guy Andy's Andy Signor mm-hmm. from Honest Trailers, like and Screen Junkies, he was one of oh, the head yeah. writers, and then he he had a sex scandal as well. Yeah, which they they took a three week break from. Thankfully, they're back because that's a fun channel. Yeah, but he's yeah. he's gone. Right? Yeah, he, yeah, he's hundred percent fired, and they yeah. they did a whole video. Which if you guys haven't seen, you should check it out. They've got like some HR worker woman there, and they're talking about like, okay, what the heck? Like, what really does constitute? Because we were blindsided by this, and mm-hmm. we're not prepared. Like, where where's the line between a joke? And so, like, and what happens if someone finds this offensive later? Like, what should we do? How can we make that environment? It was, yeah. it was interesting, just because most of the time they they just talk about movies, and I love them for that. But then they've slowly started addressing some of that stuff without wanting to get too political, uh-huh. because everything's friggin' political now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That kind of that that topic of the the scandals and all that, and um, the. Um, uh, removing the stigma of, of uh, sexual harassment and coming out like that. I don't know why Christian reacted to that. He's like, <laughs> he looks kind of nervous about something. Um, no, we were talking about that earlier. I'm, I'm well, just certain that I took that the wrong way. We, we're not, let's not mention the uh, the grittier parts, but we were talking about like what is um, now that it seems like we're thinking about the great parts yeah the line between what used to be okay and what was sexual harassment it's it's changing you know like uh and i was saying i'm concerned and listeners don't think me a monster (laughs) i'm thinking like is is it going to be hard for guys to just meet women flirt with women flirt with women and then on on the flip side of that just is it going to be diff- like one thing I see out of it and I'm happy to see out of it is it's not just like guys or just men's right activists or whatever just being like hey this happens to guys too yeah. like a lot of people are saying like no this is a universal issue yes it might happen more so to women yeah. but it does happen yeah. to men as well yeah. so um, like to echo your comment is it going to be harder for some women yeah. who are like sometimes just bubbly and friendly not even like sexually suggestive in yeah. their flirting mm-hmm. just bubbly and friendly just, yeah yeah because sometimes work flirts are fun yeah. is it gonna be well, is it gonna be something more so than that it's a that's true. it's involving yeah. christian well, you look like you had something to say oh okay well i was thinking two things that um uh see like the thing is that like one thing i've 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 and i guess like you know it's weird that it's taken me this long to realize is the one thing i realized as a not like like, but recently in my life where women like there's the reason that like these double standards exist is that women are by and large weaker than men right like physically so they're like <laughs> no, no I mean oh, we just always, lost a lot of listeners <laughs> no I, and, and it's weird obviously coming from me like, that's that's one that's a bold claim you're but, uh, <laughs> like you're saying like background wise biologically like yeah like women like they feel they're like when um, okay, for instance, when a man goes out into the world, like he's never afraid that he's going to be sexually assaulted. Or if oh, he, I fear that every time. Or if you do, if you assume that, like, okay, it could happen, but like, what I'll do is I'll be like, hey, man, you know, um, back off, <laughs> right? Yeah, we can you we know? can strike back. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. and and women, I guess they feel like there's always this uh, presupposition, I guess, of like of, of like they're, they're a potential victim, right? And and that's one thing that I realized where it's like they go through 
their lives like that, right? And yeah. Being on guard, right? Yeah. Or thinking yeah. that it, it could happen at any moment. Yeah. yeah, like I was watching this thing the other day. Um, or what, I don't even know. It was a series of pictures with quotes or something. I don't know what it was. Um, and it was just like all these women saying, yeah, I keep like claws on my keychain that can scratch an iode. Or like yeah. I have this because it could happen at any moment. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, yeah because it could happen at any moment so they're yeah they're it's almost like they're predisposed to fear mm. yeah uh, and it shouldn't be like that yeah. no but for at, at the same time it sh yeah it shouldn't it absolutely shouldn't but it should, it, yeah, that's it should just the world but it is it, right? it, right? yeah. like it is it's weird it's so yeah. the only way it gets better is by by teaching our children better right yeah so we teach, well, we teach yeah, our, our 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 sons to be better men than than we are and our parents have been and, uh -huh. yeah and, I think and then what, when that happens we can eventually start teaching our daughters that they don't have to be scared anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i think that's where like that toxic masculinity thing is sort of scary because i mean it's it, this I, I think i agree there is like you can potentially be toxic in your masculine behavior but i don't think boys should be ashamed of being boys right no, no yeah. absolutely not we should teach them how to be proud of being a man as long as their behavior is proper man. right yeah, yeah yeah and and then being yeah. a like in being a man you're not taking anything away from your fellow man or like or your, women, your right? or women yeah. your fellow sister like you shouldn't be doing that yeah yeah well, that goes back to my uh how what i started saying is that our our younger guys say our sons if we're using that example are they going to be living in the world where um where we previously went up and spoke to a girl and asked her out or whatever you know uh showed some sort of interest are they going to have this like women have the pre they're predisposed to the fear are there are the boys now going to have that fear that oh i can't approach that woman because she's going to report me just for, for talking to her because before. it could be taken right. the wrong way because maybe they're going to be they're going to have drilled in their head that whenever a guy talks to you he's trying to you know take advantage of you or something like yeah. that and so. that's where i think something like we're having right now and it's something i don't i don't see enough of and i've said it in private conversations and probably on here the civil discourse seems to be a lost thing yeah where it's like if i've got like if someone's coming up to me and saying it's the obvious example but say it's a hardcore third wave feminist and it's very like the conversation's very anti-men i'd be like i don't necessarily agree with what you're saying but i don't see how you've gotten there instead of or a man yelling at a man yelling at a woman about men's rights being like how come men's shelters are underfunded how come there's less shelters for men or less resources blah 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 these are important conversations but so many times we're just shouting at each other and not like yeah, hey can, can you walk me through this and understand yeah and then get to even if i don't agree yeah. i can get where you're coming from now maybe yeah. maybe we can yeah. find some common ground exactly yeah. and that's the beginning of a, of a relationship yeah i think it's a shame that right now we have the opportunity to look at uh, to actually be like to make this a human issue right to say yeah. mm -hmm. hey you know what you're absolutely right we do need to take better care of women and and by the way also like this stuff happens to men so let's have yeah. it, like you know i'll be a feminist you be a meninist and we'll both work together right <laughs> yeah feminist. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know it's, but it's chauvinist it's a shame that everyone's not really doubling down and getting entrenched in their, yeah. their sides um oh, there was one more thing i wanted to hear really which that that to like it's i've said it for years and it's been scary to me and I'm seeing it happen in Canada more and it's something that's sorry to throw you under the bus America it's just how I've seen it sure. with you guys but with you get like with down in the states it's been very much especially politically 
And then I've seen it because I pay attention to what's going on in the church. That's where I learned my faith impacts everything. Mm. Like seeing it even how it's like you're Republican or you're Democrat and there's no in between. Yeah. That started to impact how they handle faith where it's like, oh, you can't be a Christian if you're voting Democrat or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. And it, it's happening everywhere through there. And I definitely think it's starting to happen up here. Mm. Yeah, because if you yeah. agree, like if you give the opposing side even a ledge way, like that's not a word, but you get what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. just if you give them a little bit, it's like, well, then you're you're on their side and yeah. you're you're or either evil. Or conservative at this point. Exactly. Fall in line with like the, the party thought, right? Yeah. And then, or yeah. If you if you step out just a little bit, we can box you into the enemy and not have to think about you or yeah. address exactly you say or where yeah. it's. I've been called yes. a right wing from a friend because I didn't agree with everything she had to say. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have to agree with everything. No. Yes. Oh, I was trying not to make names, but <laughs> she's not going to hear this. You called her out on <laughs> public international <laughs> intergalactic <laughs> audio. <laughs> and and it, it wasn't like, like outright those direct words, but it was everything that she said. Were, it was, it was, it d- d- directly led me to believe that she's assuming I'm, I'm now an, an enemy. Yeah. On, on certain topics. Yeah. And it's, just, it's like, no. Um, just because I, because I don't see eye to eye with yeah. on everything, does not make me a bad guy. <laughs> does not make you what's, my enemy here. And what's it, what's interesting with that? Just because you said you've been like someone grouped you in with that. Like I've had it where it's like having conversations with people. Some of them I've seen it where it's like, oh, you're like you're in the right wing, you're too left, and then I'll have a conversation later that day. And then someone will be like, oh, you're way too liberal. You're too <laughs> this. I'm just like, right? I'm honestly probably on the middle. Like, yeah, I'm... You can make the argument that now there's the extremes are, are gaining so much, or their voices are getting so much louder that it's pushing people into the center. Pushing yeah, pushing line. everybody yeah. into the center. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I do have some conservative ideas, but I mean, I'd still consider myself more of a liberal than anything else. But yeah. Well, that's, yeah. That's the whole reason why we have the, the two parties, right? I mean, like, it, it's even, it, you can make the argument that only having two parties is actually a manifestation of, of um, the way we are, are sort of um, the duality of man. Yeah, like devil, right? on the, devil and the angel? Yeah, yeah. exactly. On the shoulders? Right? Yeah. Like this is, we, we, I mean, a lot of people, uh, like the analytical mind and the creative mind essentially are, are they're, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just feel like the parties represent the two base, the two most easiest ways you can define people, right? Yeah. Like the, yeah. If you boil down like, like millennia of human behavior. Yeah. This is sort of what we come up with. Um, but that's the, 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 yeah, those two sides don't actually make up what a person is. No. no. And then, there's so much more complicated. And we are so much what, more complicated than, than just left or right. That's where I love with Canada. Like, at least we, we've got kind of four major parties and then a bunch of others. Yeah. Where, I mean, the, the, the couple of them are mostly jokes. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it just comes down to the, no, 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 the, no, the pirate party. Well, or sorry, yeah. the liberals or the PC. Like well, like, but, like, well, for example, the last the last federal election, I'll, I'll say, I ended up voting in the Green Party. Like, I've actually voted for, I'll say the major four, although it's mostly the major two and the NDP can be the third. But... If they're lucky. Yeah. Like I, I voted for all three. Like with my education, days. with my education background being social work, like I do lean to towards that. And I'll say social reform, not social justice, because yes. you get the people who take it to the extreme on the internet with the social justice warriors. Where I'm like, that's 
Like, you're not, to me, you're not doing anything good by doxing, by doing that. Like, you're not doing positive change. That's not helping anybody. Right? Yeah, and it's That's like, enforcing groupthink, which isn't a good thing. It's insane. I mean, it's like, what's the end game? What's yeah. really the end game? Like, do you, do you really think that, like, like, look, at you have people like Milo, you have Trump, you have all these, uh, the right is, like, rising in response to a lot of behavior. And, I, and it's not, like, I'm not saying, like, you know, the, I'm not trying to put the onus on the left. No, change no. what they do. But at the same time, it's like, you gotta... If you start defining people by the color of their skin or their religion, I mean, if that's what's most important and not like the their character or their thought, I mean, that's a that's a dangerous dangerous road to go down, right? Mm -hmm. And then you know you can you see the way it's played out in history, and it's not good. It's cause and effect. Okay. Yeah, it, it happens over and over and over again. What it all is, it's really it's a class thing. I mean, I was talking to, to Monica the, the other night, and we were talking about it, and I was saying, like, you know, you can have, like, a, and I've listened, I can't remember his name, but uh, he's, like, a, a rich uh, Republican, and he's, he's uh, African-American, he's black, and he doesn't have the same perspective as someone who, you know, would be classically defined as black, you know, he doesn't have that black experience. Right. So... You mean Ben Carson? Ben Carson, no, I don't. But that's actually okay. a really good example. Like that's a good example, right? Like it, it, he's he's sort of been isolated, and, and it, simply because by virtue of the fact that of his upbringing, like his his um, you know, his parents were wealthy, yeah. and I was also listening to another podcast with uh, Thaddeus Russell uh, and Moshe Kasher, and they were talking about how they grew up in I think it was Baltimore, and they grew up in a largely black neighborhood. They went to a black school, and they were treated the same way. And given, you know, but from their experiences, from the things they said, you could make the argument that they were treated in a similar way to perhaps how a uh, black teenager would have been treated in the 50s, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there were several instances where they were kidnapped at knife point and held for hours and made to do like terrible things and stuff like that. And they, they don't hate black people. They grow up and, and they still, in fact, they worship them at the time, mm -hmm. right? They wanted to yeah. be them. Yeah, because they're so cool. Yeah, and you can make the argument that a, a white person growing up in that situation would be able to identify more with the the sort of the experience of being a black person in America than someone like Ben Carson. Well, and that's where you could even say like Eminem has yeah. has that window, like growing up in where he did in the poor area of Detroit, mm. and then like he did that he did that video against Trump. Which some people are like, oh, surprised by. It's like, nah, dude, always been pretty political. Yeah, like what he did to Bush. Yeah, like half yeah. the songs on one album. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I, I, I don't always, I don't always agree with what the guy says, but I appreciate his perspective. That was a, that was a terrible freestyle. Yeah. I was not impressed. <laughs> yeah, I was not impressed. <laughs> I, like, when I heard about freestyle. it, I mean, no, like, freestyling is all supposed to be off the cuff. That was a, that was a clearly yeah. written. Yeah, yeah, yeah but then no, 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 yeah, it was before. Do it to some sort of like. It was just spoken <laughs> and then, and and then the random shots the random shots of his crew just standing there going like nodding yeah, yeah. but then but I then that when you I, saw I serious but then you saw like uh, Snoop Dogg's reaction and then other people being like he gets it mm -hmm. that and then a bunch of other white people being like what? I don't get it like I disagree <laughs> <laughs> where it's like I I don't get it where <laughs> I disagree yes. <laughs> And that's the last just... time we saw him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just love... I'd one. love it if there could be more, like, discussion. And what's kind of interesting... It's just interesting to me. It's not... It's... Uh, whatever. Like, some people are surprised how we've gotten to Trump. 
where I'm like, I'm not surprised at all because no. you can track it. Oh, like yeah. with Bo- when Bush came in, like for better or worse, he was there eight years. Like and he did good, he did bad. But then when Obama came in, he w- like everybody was dumb with Bush, and he was touted as like he will the save savior. the country. Yeah. yeah, that's an impossible standard to live up to. I think Absolutely. I read a stat where it's like You're doing it social justice politicians way. can maybe do fifty percent of what they promise, hmm. maybe. Because before they get there, they're like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then when they get there, it's like, holy crap, there's so much more to it than I thought. I'm not actually going to be able to get it done. Well, it's not only that, but they're, they're also fundraising most of the time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Oh. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> Obama was there and he did a lot of great things. Yeah. He would have done more of that to, had the Senate not been against him. Really. To, yeah, me in Ca- to me in Canada, what, like, I was with you. We were getting pizza and we were watching people down in the States talking about like universal health care the Obamacare yeah. thing being like we don't want to be like a socialist country I'm like free health care is pretty awesome yeah, it's pretty awesome. like yeah. yes it sucks that I wait in a hospital at times eight hours <laughs> East, but that's Toronto East General yeah, like no, that's that it. almost one of those onion moments <laughs> yeah sometimes like I'm waiting there for 16 and a half hours like, like who hasn't waited in a hospital <laughs> but it, but that's a reality for us though yeah, like yeah. we we pay for it on our taxes and but, and all the it, time. no and it's not no, all the no, time no, the no, times no. I've been in in and out in half an hour yeah. but that's the thing you run with Emerge where it's like yes you're feeling awful that someone's got shot of course yeah. they're gonna get through before you absolutely but then, and if they need a specialist, but you know, it's still you know, waiting, even, <laughs> waiting, waiting out eight hours is a lot better than losing your house to pay for the bill. Exactly, oh, like oh, waiting, waiting for that time is a lot better. So for us, that was weird to see. But then, as Obama was there and he was doing all those things, there was a lot of push and there was a lot of, for better or worse, yeah. political correctness going on. So then, of course, a guy like Trump can thrive because everybody's getting fed up with it. And there's a guy who doesn't give a crap mm-hmm. about political yeah, correctness. Just an entertainer. Who truly does not. So then a lot of people are going to identify with that. He's good at deflection. And I yeah. don't know how you throw a Bernie. <laughs> like, oh, I, dude, it's such an, an S show, you know? Like, it's, I don't, I can't. Sure. Like, we could discuss this for the next eight hours, right? If yeah. we want to really unpack it. Yeah. Like, there's one thing I wanted to say. When you, were, I was like, I was going to say, if you shout people down, you know, like, if you, if you shout down the argument, like, basically what you're saying, if you try to silence people, what you're saying is that you can't come up with a good enough argument to counter their argument. Now, yeah. if you've got to shout down a Nazi, if you can't come up with a good argument to, to, to counter a Nazi, yeah, then what's, like... What, what's going on, right? I think the best thing to do is, if, if you think someone, like, if... Maybe don't give controversial people like like Milo or, or Richard Spencer. People don't, don't give them like a, a lone forum on which to speak. Maybe put them in a debate. Like yeah. If you're gonna let them appear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let, let what, them express their views and, and then have those views countered with with like, and an actual conversation and see how where, stupid they really are. Because yeah. I think it was last week. Like, uh, who's the who's the professor in Canada? You told me. Uh, George Jefferson. Yeah. So I was just reading about it yesterday from the from the National Post. Like. Uh, TA at I can't remember the university yeah. yeah she played a clip and then a bunch of people complained to the teacher so then the interesting thing coming out of that is my understanding is TA is supposed to run by everything mm. so yes she probably shouldn't have done that but the interesting thing is is from her perspective they're like trying to shut that down where it's like 
No, universe. Like I went to university. You go there to get challenged. Mm-hmm. You go there to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... you don't go there to just have your opinion reinformed. Yeah. Like, that's I, there's. I was listening to a podcast recently, and, and there's an interesting, um, um, I guess, statistic brought up that like ninety percent of the professors at universities in the United States they're they're talking about, um, but they're ninety percent of them are all. On the left, they're all like they're, they're yeah. no, none of them are, are conservatives or, or uh, Republicans in any way, and it's like we're really just sending our children into an echo chamber. Then yeah, I think it, it started in the sixties, right? Where the, the the intellectuals they, they got into the power of the university, and then you have people who they go their you know their adult life in, in school, and then once they're out of school, they go literally right back into school from like finishing university or college to working at that university or college and they're sort of insulated in their bubble in their community and yeah and now with like social media and stuff people have the ability to tailor everything to what they want to see which mm-hmm. is and not only that but like facebook does it automatically yeah it, so which, which is insane yeah <laughs> it's i don't use facebook anymore really like especially yeah. not for like news no 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 like i'm i, I use facebook because i well, like keep track with friends. Mm. Um, I'm involved in a church group, and then we post stuff on, like we meet Monday night. So then there's the Mish Fam group, and it's like, all right, tonight's dinner. We're doing this. Like, who can bring what, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I started noticing with Facebook that, thankfully, not so much with politics, because I'll read that more on my phone, and I try not, like, I try to find balanced sources, which is harder and harder mm-hmm. to do. Absolutely. And then, uh, so with Facebook, what I, what I often see is it'll be, it keeps track of your advertisements. So it's like, oh, there's a thing, because I was looking at comic books. Like, you're yeah. just like, hey, you should buy this from Amazon. You should buy this from Redbubble. You should buy this from here. I'm like, I know I should, Facebook. I'm good. If we could take off the advertisements, that'd be great. Well, it's well. terrifying because... <laughs> Like, no, there's something going around in the news lately where, um, and it's gone around before, where, like, you know, if you talk around your phone or something that has Facebook app or Messenger app or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, they'll, you'll start seeing ads for things you talk about. Yeah. But, you know, lo- sometimes I'll see ads for things I've only thought in my head. Yeah. So they're predicting your behavior. <laughs> <laughs> reading my mind. <laughs> no, dude. Zuckerberg. <laughs> I think there's something, because, like, and they started, I think it started happening in the 80s where... There's there's a such, there's such a thing as big data, and basically yeah. they have access to everything about you, like literally your banking, like your credit, your like your wants, your needs, where you go, everything, right? They're compiling all of this data and selling, and so there's someone out there who knows literally, like they can. It's so certain that they can predict your behavior. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and what? You, it's terrifying. Well, the, <laughs> the <room laughs> like to me, to me, the other thing with that is too. I'm like, if they're if. Your phone does predictive text. It's like if, like, Facebook or whatever, they collect they collect advertisements. The internet keeps track of where you're going. Not, and I'm not meaning in a conspiracy Big Brother way. So it's not it's not going to be surprising to me if there's then predictive advertising, being like, oh, Chris keeps going on Bible Gateway or <laughs> movies or whatever. <laughs> What sites might go to? <laughs> <laughs> like it's so it's gonna start tailoring the advertisements to that where it might be like oh hey here's a here's a, a suggested site yeah like suggested advertising and all that yeah. I want a list of those sites after the podcast <laughs> <What> <laughs> I want to know where you go <laughs> I know I go to my my internet is Reddit and uh, I don't know I don't do much on the internet anymore oh me neither actually yeah same. But I love Reddit. I watch I watch TV on the internet, and that's that's about it. Facebook doesn't even work properly on my phone. So. Yeah. I, got, I got a new phone, and like the, 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 the app 
No, I'm still I'm, I'm still seeing a picture of my friend from like six days ago. <laughs> it's okay. just like that's the number one thing on my feed and nothing else <laughs> below it. But it's like I'm literally just looking up stuff yeah. from, from right. six days ago. Except in my news feed. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, won't load new stuff, and I'm, I don't mind it. I actually got like, like no, four like, days now without any Facebook. There was like, there was a while ago where I, still. Okay. I think it was like right around the time that Trump got elected because there was some other stuff going on. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take a break for a couple days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just gonna go because yeah. at that point everybody's shouting, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's not even like, hey, let's have a discussion. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a fan of Trump. I wasn't a fan of Hillary. Like, yeah, they both suck. But I'm like, let's. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. intrigued. I want to have the conversation, and then, which Nobody wants to talk. Really, really kind of spurred out of la- last year. I got to go to England and see my family, mm. like right as right after the whole Brexit thing. Mm. Which over here for us, all we got was the hilarious John Oliver stuff, huh. where it's like Brexit bad. It essentially boiled down to that. So then talking to like talking to family members who live over there and have that perspective. The house was more more in favor for it, and they're all involved in their church. None of them are racist. None of them are anything like that. But it was this whole perspective that we didn't even get addressed over here. Well, and then getting to talk to the two were who were in favor for it not happening. Yeah. And then I'm like, I can actually understand how both of y'all got to your conclusions. I'm not sure which one I would have gone with because. I see, but like I, you could actually understand both sides. It wasn't just, oh, you're racist if you're against this. It's like, no, we're we're wanting kind of our independence and being able to vote for laws for our country yes. without other people impacting that. Uh-huh. But then for the other people, it's like, who are we to say no? You can't come here from your dangerous country. Who are we to do that? Especially that town is a very church town, yeah. and the church does have a mandate to love the poor, to reach out. So for them, it was also very much a spiritual issue, oh. which for the family, who, the side who did vote for it, they were like, that was a very tough thing as well. And for us, we could see how our church could still do that while voting yes. So it was then like, we're spiritually comforted in our decision. We don't feel like it's a conviction. Well, I don't think it's, a, I think every country has the right to decide who gets to come in. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's, you, you. it's a moral thing. I think it's. Like, if you ask me, I, I think it should be based on, um, and, and this is someone who's accomplished nothing, and would not be able to get into this country on merit. I think it should be based on merit. Or not should be, but I don't think it's wrong to base it on merit. And, I agree. Um, you know, you, you have people who, again, like, and, and this is this is controversial, but, you know, if you come to the, the West, like a place like Canada or the States or the UK, and a place where basically that gave birth to not only democracy but liberal values. Um, you have to adopt those those essentially the, that culture, those values, right? Which means like you can't believe that uh, women are uh, you know subjects or property or things like that, right? And you, you just just little stuff like that. So I, I think there's um, I think I think it makes a lot of sense to be. Uh, inscrutable to be more uh, selective I suppose mm-hmm. of, as to who uh, you let it or it's not it's not you can't blame a country for doing that and yeah no, that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's right for the line well, I, I, yeah. I, I do agree with you I think they're I think. like I I, I mean, think these it, are good values right? yeah no no like yeah. <laughs> you want to be you want to be able to be offering a place for safety yeah and you want to be able to do that and then the thing we look at always is like 
how you're like how this like this and the states were founded like where we usurped a land mm -hmm. so then it's at the end of the day you can actually uh, to me you can have the argument like what gives us the right yeah. and i think that's fair and i there's definitely more we should do for first nations there's oh, more absolutely. we should do because yeah. like i'm not saying it in a way where we should ignore the rest of the world but while we're welcoming it's While we're welcoming people in, yeah. we also got to take care of those guys because we really shafted them. It's, mm -hmm. you, it's the Continuously. Yeah, the, the, the postmodernist argument of like everything is relative, it's so it's so alluring like that, right? When you think of it like it's like, oh, well, you know, liberal values are so noble and so great, right? And, and they are, right? Like they, they gave us women's suffrage and like everything. They gave us everybody has a right to vote, everybody's yeah. equal, all that stuff. But then you could say, oh, well, you know, they were sort of imposed on another people who were here first, right? And we sort of genocided. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I really don't know. And then it gets to a point where it's like, well, you got to believe in something, right? And yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> and to, like, to me, I'll say, I, I think it's like, you can't have everything as an it's all relative. Yeah. Because that's great. That's chaos. That's great on the table, yeah. like on paper. Like communism on paper is amazing. Communism in action. Amazing on paper. <laughs> Communism in practice has never worked. Well, the best intentions, right? Yeah. Um, and then it's all relative on paper, and some practices, yes. Cuba's been the closest to making it work. But then in actual okay, existence, yeah. well, it, it wouldn't work. Like China, everybody would take it to the extreme and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like yeah, absolutely. Absolute 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 Exactly. They, no, I think I think they, they, they found a nice balance between communism and capitalism. Check this, homie. So, <laughs> so lay it down, lay it down. Get down get from the from the streets of Toronto, check this, homie. <laughs> so no, I think China's like it's insane because like, like they just went through. I think they just finished going through the industrial revolution. Like, yeah, remember, like just a couple years ago, they were building like forty factories a week or something, and now they're deconstructing as many per week, and they're yeah. like they're on track to be like. Powered by mostly renewable energy yeah, by like 2030. Yeah, that's great. Yeah they, yeah, they had this image of being the dirtiest country like in the world, right? Yeah. But they're now they're the they're yeah they're opening solar farms that are the size of like our province. Yeah, <laughs> they're starting being able to like they just up their uh, ability to grow food by like 40 percent or something like that, like yeah. the crops and uh, the crop yields. And it, it's it's really fascinating to see like what total control like when someone has total control of every process of the government in the country, yeah. if they're not like a psychopath um <laughs> what they can do right like it's it's very focused progress and yeah. it's fascinating and yeah like yeah, i feel dirty saying it because they're communists Interesting thing. I, I do think like it, it, it's it's outrageous that they have to jump through so many hoops to to try and get anything done so if we're gonna vote somebody in power just give them the power to do what they said they were gonna do and that's dangerous though. yeah i know that's, dangerous. The, I know it's that's dangerous. the thing like if and the, the constitution's already like swiss when you when you look at stuff that everybody wants like I've got friends who are libertarian and I can understand that perspective oh, too Absolutely. where it's just yeah, like it's you want as little government involvement because the individual wants to be able, like as an individual yeah. you want to be able to on top uh, I can't autonomous, right? yes autonomous. thank you because I just struggled with saying the word <laughs> autonomous indominus <laughs> you want to indominus rex Jurassic world this like you want to you want to autonomously be able to exist be able to like you want as you work you want your money to be yours you want to be able to look after your family and raise them that way yeah like that's a i used to not get it but then living out here hamilton i've noticed has a growing like homeschool community mm -hmm. which 
kid mm-hmm. in the 90s going to public That's school, scary. I never got. I never understood. Yeah. But I'm starting to grow and understand and respect it. Like, yeah. if I have kids, it's something I would consider. Not to shield your child from things, but there's things that you're not ready to learn at a certain age that are being taught in school. There are things where it's like, no, I want to be more hands-on in the education. I want to be able to teach my child. So I see that and I understand that. So the libertarian perspective, I've really started to understand. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side... I work in a shelter. Yeah, these people aren't good at homeschooling their kids. (laughs) Well, that too. And then it's like, like, if the people aren't good at homeschooling their kids, do we need regulation? Do we? That's the opposite of libertarian. Exactly. And then, well, the thing, the thing is, no, but the thing is, with homeschools, like you, it's a lot of it isn't just like one person and a friggin' madcap like being like, it's just this. It's like it's a group. It's like it's actually like it's a group. It's a group of people. Like, it's a group of families, it's a smaller thing, and they'll go, it's not just like, hey, we're hanging out in the garage, just focusing on one thing, and that's it. It's no, it's a bunch of different perspectives, but it's parents doing hands-on things, so I love that. But then, working in a shelter, cool. sorry, I keep cutting you off, no, I'm no, sorry. No, no, I'm going to keep cutting you off, like, and I realize I should not be doing this. <laughs> but I, I work in a shelter, and I'm like, we are drastically underfunded. Yeah. And then, I see stuff in the city where I'm like, there's a petition going around where it's like, government should like homelessness should be abolished and i agree with that where it's like nobody it should be right in canada for everybody to have housing so on that i'm like yes i'm all for that but then alberta city or town but then on the flip side it's how can we get people to the point where it's if you're just giving them home is there any advancement for them personally and also societally is there any growth there how do we find that middle ground christian a story going around where this, they had this homeless guy and in, in like okay i think it was what tommy's talking about i think it was somewhere in Alberta, or even the states where they put all their homeless people in housing because they did a study and they realized that it is cheaper by tens of thousands of dollars to just give someone just a, give home. Them a home yeah, yeah. And because they're going to be in and out of the hospital um, mm-hmm. shelter fees all yeah. that stuff right so this guy kept leaving his house and he kept leaving his house. He, they kept finding him sleeping outside, like being yeah. homeless, even though, and they kept just bringing him back to his house. And eventually he stayed there and then eventually he got a job and then yeah. eventually he yeah. was like a normal, not normal person again. You know, he was, he was a human being again. Like, I, I mean, I assume... Yeah, oh boy, like, you're a slippery slope there. Those people are animals on the street. No, but it makes a lot of sense though. You where have a roof over your head and a n- bed to sleep, and it's, it's societal, like societal definition where it's like you've got a home, you've got a job, so you're contributing. And I'm yeah. using the air quotations. Well, it's not that purpose. Already, it's yeah. meaning, right? He yeah, has meaning, and and like Someone human beings need shelter, yeah. food, water, meaning, and yeah. physical contact. Um, psychologically, we do. We, we will probably, yes. we'll probably die. Well, well, heck, uh, a thing I see what it's to, to agree with you on that, <laughs> like to give you kudos, kudos to that point. Like working in the shelter, you've seen people who have gotten housed, but then all their friends are street involved. Mm. Their community mm-hmm. is street involved, or in the shelter, or in various spots, and then they'll end up leaving their house, not staying there, and then losing their housing because while we've ship them it's like we got your house that's great and that is but they don't have a support system. they don't have a support system they don't have a community anymore mm-hmm. and that's what people really like really need really really need. Yeah. yeah people need purpose and like a, a sense. I mean like people uh, what I'm realizing is that every you know person 
I don't think they, they, they want to be part of like a group that has a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And not be judged on what they look like or how old they are or their gender. They just want to be judged on, on the strength of what they contribute to that group. And, and I guess how um, willing they are to participate with the group, right? Uh, and uh, I think that's that's missing for a lot of people. Like a lot of people, there's no community. I mean, you could be you're living in a say you live in a building with like 500 people or a thousand people or whatever. I mean, you're living mere feet away from someone. You know, a wall's dividing you, but feet, and you don't have any. You're alone. You're living alone. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you're living in a vertical city, but you're alone. Yeah. And it's just we weren't designed to live like that, right? I mean, that's not how we uh, came to be. Mm -hmm. um, that's not how. Uh, Nature has, has designed us. Right, we are social beings. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, terrible, terrible time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> every, every day I pray for death. <laughs> and, uh, like, it's interesting with that. I was Avengers movies before I died. Oh, <laughs> for me, that's the interesting part. And I'm happy to jump into Avengers and comics. Yeah, uh, I was yeah. talking about Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, no. Yeah, um, yeah, well, keep Thor. talking. I haven't seen it yet. Like, it's it. interesting. Oh, well, we can't talk about it then. Well, no, we're definitely fine. <laughs> no, Tommy, absolutely. Tommy, you'll just sit here plugging your ears. Uh, la, 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 la. No, like it's interesting that that is the attitude where it's like, how much do you see online where it's like, come on, it's 2017, we should be beyond this. Yeah. And to me, that's an annoying sentiment. Yeah. It's true. We can't get beyond. We should, nature, but we're we're not. And then it's you're on one hand, it's like it's an awful time to be alive. But then it's like, no, nah, it's also, it oh, can be, it's a great time to be alive. Where it's women and yeah. people in general across the class spectrum have more rights than ever. Yeah. In Canada, we have access to universal, like relatively free healthcare. There's less diseases than it's ever been. There's less diseases. The poor there's, are less poor than they've ever been, uh, you know? It's, yeah. Uh, man, um, people have more rights than they've ever had. Yeah, I mean, there's terrible things happening. But I like, mean, we could you can focus on the like how too much people are into drugs. You can focus on how many people are homeless. You can focus on all the negative stuff. And I'm not saying we ignore that. You know how I would solve the drug problem? I would legalize and regulate all everything. Drugs. Treat it as not a legal issue because I don't think it, it's it's a moral issue if you do drugs. I don't think that you're doing something wrong it's not morally wrong it's i mean like it's not good for you and like that's yeah it's, a, it's more of a mental health issue than I, than, 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 than yeah there's a lot of there is a yeah, lot of ties it's yeah. not a criminal issue it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, be. And, and here's here's my point like I, I i never used to have sympathy for people who did something like heroin or crack because i'm like you know what it's going to do to you mm -hmm. why would you choose to do that it's like walking in front of a van or a truck or whatever right and then i thought what how like i can't even fathom what state of mind I would have to be in to make that decision, and then I just assume that yeah. those people are in that state of mind. So all that sh all that elicits from me at that point is empathy, like a terrible uh, well, empathy. Uh -huh. right? Did you did you ever read uh, Kevin Smith's book Silent Bob Speaks or look up online? He did a thing called Me and My Shadow. Uh -huh. So it was uh, like a five chapter thing, heartbreaking about Jason Mewes and his struggle, what increasing uh -huh. struggle with drugs uh -huh. from like the period he'd known him from as a kid. Because Muse started getting into drugs around the time they did Clerks, through as he was writing that up until he he wrote it up until um, Clerks two, and it was just Muse by the end of it was so dialed into heroin and all these other drugs, and for him it's which Smith was struggling with understanding, like with Muse it was he was using just to feel normal, 
Like at mm. that point, he was well be he was at well beyond the lethal dosage point, but he had developed such a tolerance to all the things he was on that he wasn't even getting high. Mm. He was just at that point to just function. to function to feel way. normal. Yeah. So. Like I might not fully agree where I think there should be there should be some punishment, but there definitely needs to be a drastic reform well, yeah, in I, how and how you respond. Like somebody somebody shouldn't get arrested for and jailed for having a minimal amount of marijuana on them. No, absolutely. Like if it, if there's a clear if there's a clear amount, yeah, if you're moving a truck, yeah. Like if you're if you're moving a truck, if you like if you've got a trunk full. Like you don't need that for yourself. No. There is a clear intent Wait, to just. Wait, trunk full of marijuana. Yeah. Well, you're just helping the people. But if there's an intent to distribute like traffic, then I think that's that should be a criminally enforced law, especially once it's become legalized. Well, yeah. I, oh, especially once it's, it's well, like especially having, once it's legal. It's having right. like a, a trunk full. Well, I mean, you can make the argument like, okay, what if you have a trunk full of liquor? Right. I'm yeah. Have a party. No, no, and yeah. which but why is that you, absolutely? If you have no, a trunk full of cigarettes, that's a different thing, right? Isn't that sort of a different thing? Is, is, uh, if you and have, that's where I think and, they get suspicious on you when, yeah. uh, and that, when and that's where I'm saying like with some of this stuff, I think it, like laws are black and white, and there's good and there's good in that, but I there's not as black and white. There needs to be some wiggle room. So in drug laws and arrests and all that, yeah. there needs to be a lot more reform in those laws. Instead of throwing a guy, like a struggling addict in jail, no. no. Get them to a place that yeah. can friggin' help. Help them, man. <laughs> help them. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you can't, the government isn't, shouldn't decide what is morally right, right? Like they should, I mean, they should make laws based on, I guess, you know what? I, well, I, it's weird. It's, it's weird, right? uh, there's a catch twenty two because as a society we need laws that have morality in them. I mean, I mean, we uh, equate it. We equate right. morality with some laws, right? I mean, mm -hmm. like don't murder someone. I mean, but that's like that's obvious. Most people don't want to murder people, right? Most. People. Um, <laughs> well, they won't. They do maybe, but they sitting won't across from you for the last few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, you can. Oh I mean, gosh, Mike. You can make the libertarian argument that everyone has the right to do with their body what they want, right? And, and if you, yeah, if you ask me, um, I mean, look at how, look what happened when alcohol was outlawed, right? I mean, prohibition. Prohibition. Yeah. Um, that was a very uh, deadly time to be alive, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we know that once you legalize and regulate, uh, you know, the substance like that, um, not only is the government going to make money if people choose to do it, uh, not only like are people not going to just go out and do it because it's legal and because they can get easily get it. I mean, if you if you want heroin, you can get it in prison. Right, so that's how Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I mean, if you can get, if you can't keep drugs outside of a like the the, the tightest, most efficient, most advanced prison system in the world, you can't keep that for free society, right? So, I think you're gonna have a lot more success in terms of like uh, tax dollars and in terms of like productivity if you just treat it as a mental health issue, because like I said, like what state of mind does someone have to be in to make that decision? Hmm. Uh, that's terrible. Right. And it's really interesting in the countries that, that have legalized um, and regulated, regulated, decriminalized yeah. all, all drugs. Like Portugal, for example, they, they, they've seen their levels of addiction go down, their levels of right. crime go down. Um, that, that's not a, yeah. a coincidence. It's yeah. directly correlated to the fact that these drugs are legal now. People don't, people aren't using them as much. And prostitution, yeah. too. I think, like, yeah. I mean, if women choose to do that, I mean, it's not... <laughs> What you know? I mean, if they're they're gonna do it, no matter what. It's the oldest, 
profession. Right? But if it, if it's regulated <laughs> properly, yeah, it's not it's not like just you know some guy forcing. Someone yeah, you can to protect do it. women if if, if you, it's regulated. Yeah, yeah, it's their choice to I, do it. It's actually kind of I'll, empowering. It's like being a, a stripper. It's you're I'll taking be advantage honest, of the man, not like, them taking advantage of you. My opinion of it is like there they must something must have gone wrong, and I don't think anyone. I don't see how anyone can enjoy doing that, even if it is their yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if it's their choice, their choice. It's their choice. Like we can't control another human being's behavior. A lot of people don't right? enjoy their job. Though. It may yeah, be their choice, but <laughs> it may be their choice, but they may feel like they have no other choice. Yeah, you know I mean? and that's, that's like thing, right? yes. I'm. I'll be. Honest, I'm not a fan of drugs <laughs> like you guys know that no. I would have Nor, never guessed <laughs> no if you can tax, if you can tax that's it I'm yeah. leaving this house of box <laughs> <laughs> you can funnel that money into like, like that. <laughs> so you know, that's like, a, hey come register that's, with that's us but here's all these options if you that's don't want to do this yeah. you know what I mean we'll give you classes no no and so that. here's where I appreciate discussion right yeah. like I'm not a fan of drugs nor prostitution it's not neither are ones that I'd be like let's decriminalized but I'm hearing your points and I'm like agreeing with those yeah. like I don't personally to me I'm like I don't think prostitution should be a like a career path no no, no absolutely. let's no, get no, people that's, the that's heck not, out of that that's not a career but instead yeah, yeah instead of right? no and instead of throwing everyone under the bus instead of like let's getting you like let's arrest you it's like no let's do something where let's get rid of the sex trade because who willingly is like Oh, I'm bored today. Oh, I know. I'm I'm just gonna get into prostitution. What woman is, is sitting around thinking that, right? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> we've all had the thought from time to time. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. In, 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 in another vein, let me think of it this way: like, if, if they're gonna have sex with somebody anyway, like, they're just gonna have sex with somebody. But if they like, maybe a girl's looking at like, I could somebody's gonna give me five hundred bucks to have sex with me. Yeah. You know. Um, Again, like, I don't it's necessarily... Terrible that that's like your, your... That's the the glass ceiling you're looking above. No, I mean, okay, it could be more. I just threw a random number no, out no, there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was about the number, but anyway. Oh, no. But it's just like, it's, it's, it's an easy way to make a few bucks. Yeah, well, that's something right? for which you um, have to have empathy, right? Like, I mean... Yeah. Exactly. Like, who would make... I mean, generally, who wouldn't want to make that decision? It just doesn't seem like someone who cares about themselves who made that decision. And you got to imagine that it's, it's likely the product of a bad parent. Or, or someone who... No, trapped yeah, or yeah, no yeah. parenting no or choice yeah. Like yeah. No, yeah. No choice. so I mean if that's the choice they're going to make that's the choice they're going to make but like we might as well we've done it this way for so long and it's clearly not working yeah right? yeah even if it's not a let's sway, swing the 100% the other way it's definitely time to look at and reforming mm. laws and how we're handling stuff yeah everything yeah all the things <laughs> <laughs> I mean so, you get to take the crime element of it by, by having brothels it's that's where that's how you regulate it. That is, well, anyway, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's all. But hey, you know what? You know the uh, good uh, movie. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> so about Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> it's supposed to be a pop culture podcast. There's, there's this one scene where I think it's like it's right where he like he really sorry, he okay, realizes in Thor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So where, where he, where he, <laughs> I don't know if we're still talking about prostitution or not. Okay. Where and he Thor. realizes, okay, so Hera has broken his hammer, which you saw in the trailer. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's not, not a spoiler. No. And oh. Oh yeah, like, spoilers. So I've never uh, watched the trailer. She breaks his hammer. Oh, so that's, that's on you. That's like that's me. I have these trailers. I, like I didn't, there's so I, many trailers that I can't watch. Like, I, just, I, I, watch. I only watched the first Thor, uh, Ragnarok uh, trailer yep. back when it first like Dave came out and completely cleaned yep. since then. Sorry, the only, the only so, trailers I'm actually watching are Star Wars. Sorry to sorry to usurp your. I had to. 
Sorry, sorry to usurp your uh, your thing. Well, the story is that, untouchable. <laughs> that will always come back. The, yeah, so I'm not letting this the go. credit. Yeah, so this is one scene right here. The, the credit <laughs> I gotta give Star Wars, and it's so frustrating to me that nobody else has done this. Like their trailers don't spoil their movies. Like I've no, seen enough. They even trick you into exactly. Yeah, they're being like, very deceptive I've seen trailers. enough. I've seen enough movies where now, for the most part, spoilers don't bother me. With the exception of, I just saw Murder on the Orient Express, which is actually pretty fun. Mm. It's a good flick. Yeah, I like a good murder mystery. Yeah, you know? and the yeah, whole thing was, good. like, the, the nice thing about it was, I didn't get to the ending before there. Like, they did a good job, and the trailer didn't advertise it for what it was, because it looks a lot more hokey when it's actually a yeah, lot more fun. it looks like a game of Clue. <laughs> like, it looks like a game of Clue when it's got more of a murder mystery involved. Mm -hmm. That trailer didn't spoil it. But for other movies, you can... If you've seen enough of them and you know the structure of how they make movies, you you get to yeah. the ending before it friggin' shows up. Yeah. So yeah. spoilers don't ruin any uh, ruin things for me anymore. But the Star Wars trailer for Episode Seven, it didn't tell you this is going to be a New Hope a second time, and all the shots were within the first friggin' half hour of the movie, with the exception of one. So you had no idea going in. Same with Rogue One. Even yeah. even Spider Man actually did a really good job with their trailers. Yeah, I mean that that, that spoilers, I guess. But <laughs> no, that movie's that been out for months. No. That's on them. But that boat scene where he's sitting there, like like trying to hold the boat together with his yeah. wedge, yeah. like that. In any other movie, that would have been like in the third act. Yeah, um, and and yet they're like, no, that's first act, right? They're like, like yeah. this is so and much more that they didn't show in the movie. I just like beautiful trailer. I, I just the same thing, beautiful trailer. And the new Star Wars trailers, the thing like I'm giving them credit is they're keeping you guessing. Like, mm -hmm. did you see the most recent? I haven't one? watched them. Nope. So the most recent, we sat in the theater and he put the coat over. His I head. put a coat over my head and <laughs> covered my ears and went la 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 la. la. <laughs> and my coat is really hot, so I came up. Like Christian was nice enough to tap me on the arm after it was uh, finished. I thought he was faking me out, so I see something. But um, <laughs> but when I finally came up, I had sweat running down my face. Oh my gosh! Because the stress of it and the heat. That, that, he just like passed Mike's dead. Like, the credit for them, though, is less... I, I don't think it's going to be like the Force Awakens trailer was, where I've got no doubt that those shots are happening, like, well after the first half hour. But it's not enough to get, like... Yes, you've got an idea of the story, but you don't know the story. Even you don't know where it's... Big you don't... Big and they quite possibly are. Like, you don't, you don't know the story. And then... Freaking... How did Batman Superman come out and spoil it? Like, there was the second trailer or the we first saw trailer. the whole movie. We saw the movie. whole movie because the end of it's like, oh, it's Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, and here's not Doomsday they're, showing up. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, why am I going to sit through the first two hours of this? The only thing I left out was Martha. And <laughs> Why did you say that name? They should have left that out of the movie to begin with. <laughs> that happened to me at work. Somebody like mentioned the name Martha, and I, I'm at work. I almost said, why did you say that name? <laughs> But then I had to stop myself and say, well, I'm, I'm at work. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't yell. Why did you say that? <laughs> Why did you say that? Why did you say that? You start flipping everything over on your way to that person. Yeah. Oh, man. So you're saying about Ragnarok. Yeah, it's a Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Hello. so uh, early on in the movie, um, Thor throws his hammer at Hera and like, she like grabs it all like, like a, you know. Gas station down yeah. the street. Like yeah. a cool back cat. Back back. All right, <laughs> like a bidet. So um, <laughs> I was cute enough to get away with it, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah a bidet. Sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. You said, but that's not what he said. <laughs> what did he say? That's literally what I said. So um, 
That yeah, had so, Mamma Jamma. Oh, Mamma Jamma. Oh, that's a good one. That's also adorable. Uh, <laughs> more ethnic than adorable. But anyway. Wow. Wow. <laughs> is, it, is that offensive? <laughs> well, I've crossed the line. Well, I was definitely triggered. Did I say okay. something offensive? Okay. <laughs> Who said the offensive? This, this thing? new game. We <laughs> <laughs> should have bets, Tommy. <laughs> Who said the offensive thing, Tommy, when you come back? <laughs> Please choose. go on. Well, we don't know, so we can uh, the answers. Yeah, here. we still don't know. No, no, I'm not sure anyways. Okay, so she grabs this dude's hammer and, <laughs> and just crushes it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he's all like, dang, right? That was not supposed to happen. That has never happened. I thought yes. that could not happen. I yeah. am verily. But then it did happen. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so then later on, he's like, Oh no, I have all these like zombie uh, soldiers that I gotta like mess up, right? He's on that like gigantically uh, long uh, rainbow bridge. Rainbow bridge, yeah. And yeah, it, that, I like that. Sorry. Mario Kart just had to. It was really yeah, it's really cool. Um so yeah, so then like they're all coming at him and then all of a sudden he has this like weird moment where he sort of goes into like a fugue state, I guess, and he visits Odin in like the field of reeds. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you're not the god of hammers. Right? Yes. Yeah. Thunder. The hammer was only there to, to yeah. concentrate and like, you know, like whatever, restrict your power. And so he comes back and then he like you know, lightning he jumps up and then like lightning hits him yeah. and then it's like this panoramic three hundred esque shot where he's going slow mo through the air and uh immigrant song is playing and yeah. it's like, the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Like he's just like taking uh, peeps out with the uh, lightning and stuff, right? And it's just yeah. like I was like, wow, this is this is uh, like lowest common denominator, but it's awesome. Well, yeah. Some, like, somewhere, I'm looking forward to the fan edit or like the YouTube cut where they yeah. throw in the Mortal Kombat theme, just because oh, yeah. a joke <laughs> is like <laughs> he's <laughs> right, like he looks like Raiden. Oh no, the one yeah. from the movie where it's like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yep. Yeah, everyone says that there is no better use of immigrant song than in that scene. Yes, like, yeah. it is perhaps, no, absolutely it perfect. Perfect. Like yeah. Viking, like they were and apparently the, yeah. the lyrics fit in perfectly. The director yeah. had it plan like had it planned ages ago. Yeah, and then he thought, "There's no way Marvel's going to get on board with this." And then there's no way Zeppelin's going to grant. There's no way yeah. Zeppelin's going to do it. And then Zeppelin's like loosening the reins about their songs getting used. And, yeah, they're uh, like they stole it. all oh. them anyways. Huh? <laughs> don't 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 start that. They, well, don't start. I'm sorry. I'm just speaking the truth. Stole or How made more better. Than anything that it's not stealing if you make wait, it better. Wait 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 wait. So who? who sorry, I'm just getting sidetracked. Who who did what? Uh, let's up on uh, stole most of their songs. They're, they're not most. There yeah, are most, a lot of songs, most. especially yeah. on the first album. Yeah, okay. And the second. Do the they, they own the no, rights? Stairway is not stolen. Did you have you heard like that video where they, they so, played the end of that one band song and it's literally Spirit? just Taurus? I don't know. Wait, no, that's the one. On trial for. Oh, okay. So how did they? So how did they? How did they? Like how did how did they steal yes. it? Just because only only comparison I can have is Metallica, mm -hmm. where up until recently most of their back catalog was owned by Elektra, mm -hmm. but now they own all their rights, which mm -hmm. actually to me gave them a lot more sympathy to the whole Napster thing, where it's like they are actually in control of their music. For them, it was a future investment. The industry sold out the artist because they colluded with the uh, streaming services so they could get like uh, equity and uh, in stake in their business. Yes. So they're selling artist music for like nothing, right? Yeah. And that was their way of, of getting in there and like becoming buddy buddies with the uh, streaming service. So I smell your passion. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it really makes me angry. They rob people. There's like no like there was never money in art, but there's definitely no money now. Like yeah, the, the, yeah. There's there's no money in uh, in um, media sales yeah. or streaming. There's yeah. So it, where like 
This is a whole side topic that I'm actually interested in getting to. Uh, There's other things we were talking about. Where'd you get that from? So, guy on the street. With, like, but with Metallica, with now, they own they own the rights to their their songs. So now, a lot more Metallica than just Enter Sandman is actually getting into into trailers, into films like. The, the amazing Punisher trailer uses one so excellent, excellently that if it was owned by uh, if it was owned by another party, I'm not sure that if Electro owned it, I'm not sure Marvel would have ended up buying it. So that's where I'm curious as to like, does Zeppelin own the rights to their music yeah. or okay? Oh yeah, yeah. Drew Page is like he's like inscrutable. Okay. Yeah, they're all he's, very business savvy. He's yeah. Page is very careful with money. Yeah, he's okay. like Gene Simmons. He's, yeah. Very tight with his money. Himself, I mean, good, good, good on him for capitalizing on everything that he has. So, Tommy, you're going to hate us because we're jumping back to the Ragnarok. Oh. Yeah, we kind of went off track. We got we sidetracked right. on the music rights and everything. Uh, All right, whatever. Okay, hold All on, hold right, on. So. Tommy sat down and opened a Red Bull. And I have no idea where he got it from. Did you get it from the gas station? <laughs> oh, there's a gas station. Yeah, that's right. There's a guy in the street. All right. He's just handing out Red Bulls. That was the funny thing. It's just like, where did you get that guy down the street? If we can, as spoiler-free as possible. Which I'll say, like, as spoiler-free as possible, where, in this case, Thor's been out for less than a week. Oh, so yeah, I guess we shouldn't spoil it for the audience. I, I, I think it's fair to go spoiler-free. It's been out 10 days. 10 days. Uh, to me, after a month or two, that's on y'all. Like, So then it's spoiler-free yeah. and I'm not tagging anything. Yeah, I say a month is a good cut-off yeah. point. Yeah. Well, that, that well, I did say spoilers I, before. I, I, yeah. That said, I don't, I don't care too much about No, those. but uh, we'll, we'll, I'll see it in anyway. case people listening haven't seen it yet. Yeah. How'd you guys like it? Well, well that was a good time. Yeah. It was a good time. <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was. Why um, did he, like minutes ago? I, mean, I, I don't. I don't want to build it up. for Tom and make it seem so yeah. good that uh, it's not as good as it was to someone. I, I'm, but uh, I yeah, it was. It, 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 was, it, was, it, was a, it was. It was a good time. It was funny. Maybe too funny at times, where it should have been a little more serious. Right. But it was. Yeah. It was a fun time. IGN's review was like pretty vicious. I mean, they gave it like a seven point five or something, but they were just like. Dude, they, they paid lip service to characters that they should have fleshed out, and then yeah. like it's really weird that they sort of shoehorn the entire fate and destruction of uh, Asgard. Asgard. Spoiler. Um, well, that's that's <laughs> not so. So I'll, I'll say trailer. that's not so much a spoiler because that's in the trailer. Oh, it was. Okay. And anybody know anybody who doesn't know, I'll say now. Ragnarok is the end of all things. Yeah. So in this movie, it's Asgard's comeuppance. <laughs> like. If you're ignorant and you don't understand what Ragnarok means, you should. If you know nothing of Norse mythology, just do a quick Google search or ask your nerdy friend; they'll tell you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So that was sort of shoehorned against like Garbage Planet and Gold Blooming, right? Like, I don't Which, <laughs> like the whole th as I'm watching because Jill and I kind of had a Thorathon, mm -hmm. and I mentioned this in a, like a blog post I had after where we just watched we revisited the first Thor movie, and I'm like, you know what? It's it's okay like the the thor movies have been really to me they're the most mediocre yeah they're the weak links of the, in the mcu see i wouldn't even say they're the weak links because to me i'm like iron man 3 is mm. the worst oh, oh absolutely oh, it yeah. is the worst um, and then you've got so to me i'm like you've got iron man 3 and then you've got ones closer to it and then you've got winter soldier that is to me that is still the best Marvel movie. The closest to it is Civil, Civil War. Yeah. I like Civil War more. And then, I, I do like Civil War more than Winter like Soldier you've got. Well. Fair enough. You've got those two, and then 
the most middle ground are the are the Thor movies because they're they're pretty adult. Yeah, actually, I was I was listening to uh, Hollywood Babylon uh, with Kevin Smith and Ralph yeah. Garman, and and it was interesting because because Kevin had seen uh, Thor Ragnarok at that point, and even Chris Hemsworth he he tweeted out that it was because of, yeah. of Kevin Smith's reviews of of Thor that he was like, I I, I need to change all of this. Stuff. Yeah, like he went to to Kevin Feige. And had a conversation about how to change the character and make him more fun because his solo movies were dull and and dry. Essentially, were yeah. Um, he's amazing in the Avengers. And he's, then, he's yeah. so funny. He's charismatic. But in in the, in his in his standalone movies, but in revisiting it, like you actually boring. in revisiting it, because I saw some people be like, "In Ragnarok, this is way out of left field." And rewatching them, I'm like, not so much. Like his character did, it was more, much more understated. Mm-hmm. But he did have some underlying comedy that he kept bringing up. Yeah, and that I can't throw the first movie under the bus because that first scene with Anthony Hopkins as the worst dad ever. Like that is that is the continual theme of the Thor franchise. <laughs> Odin's a jerk. <laughs> like worst dad ever, but. That first scene with him where he finds out that he's he's a frost giant is just amazing. It's so well acted. Wait, wait, wait. Loki's a frost giant. Loki is that Loki is a frost giant. Like because yeah. he finds out like he was essentially taken yes, from Jotunheim. From, from as, Jotunheim as a, as a child. Like he was an abandoned war. child. How does he not look like uh, it's something he, they don't his, revisit. I think it's part of his trickster uh, powers that he puts on a fake face. Like, <laughs> I, did he not know? No, he. Because well, he, he was taken so, so, he was taken the, so young. I, yeah, it's almost like a brainwashing so, sort of thing. No, but Mike was like, he has this trickster face. I'm like, well, he well, didn't yeah. consciously put that on. No, no, yeah, no, no. It's something. It's something they never really explained that I would have loved more explanation on, like revisiting it, where it's like he realizes because a frost giant like grabs him, and when everybody else's skin is getting frozen and flaking off, it just goes frozen. He's like. Hold up, what? Yeah, it actually starts to, it, that's what? when it actually starts to yeah. turn Yeah, and then later he starts to turn blue. Yeah. He starts to turn blue like the Frost Giant, but they, they never actually explain mm-hmm. it. And then he's also very Asgardian in his powers, and he's the god of mischief. But then it's like, how would he get there? I'm just curious. Who's his mom? Some uh, Frost Lady. Smoking. Or however Frost Giants are born, you've got no clue. Well, I thought, I thought maybe like, he's like a Hercules situation. Mm. Just pop to the ground. No. And then so so then I watched I re we rewatched Thor Thor the Dark World that gets it's it's actually pretty enjoyable yeah like it's it's not the best but it's yeah. it's, it's so bad, much man. better shot than Thor one okay. Thor one it like has better acting but then Thor two when you get to Asgard there's friggin' open shots where I'm like this is what I want to see in Asgard I want to see Expanse, I want to see everything. In fights, I want to see wide shots, mm. which so many of the shots were in close on Thor. Mm. And the first one, not trying to throw Kevin Braga under the bus, he did all right. But phase one, when you revisit phase one, it's not the best. It's with, small. The ex- with the exception of Iron Man 1. And I'll, I'll say they Incredible like so Hulk. I like it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, so, like when, they got to, when they got to be their own stories, they were better that's why out of phase one i tend to like iron man and the incredible hulk flaws and all the best because they were really their own story and the only setup was like at the in the post credits Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then when you got to iron man 2 which should have been electric boogaloo oh yeah oh my gosh opportunity there so such a missed opportunity but electric boogaloo should be every every sequel 
And then Tokyo Drift should be every third. Every, every third, absolutely. Oh, stay with house. <laughs> <laughs> we're saying it should have been called Iron Man 2 Electric, electric Boogaloo. I understand that. It would have been perfect. Like, if I just had a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, hearing words that are like, being replaced. Especially with the arc reactor. Uh, with the arc reactor. Or Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy 2 with the vibe they were going with with Guardians. Like, Guardians 2 Electric Boogaloo? Electric Boogaloo. Okay, are you hearing yeah. Electric Boogaloo 2? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, why? Like, <laughs> I thought, like, they, they re- that, those words had replaced other words that you're saying. Because it's just such an absurd title. Yeah. Because it was off of Brecken 2, which yeah. is like a nothing break, movie. That was a breakdancing movie. A breakdancing yeah. movie from two, the 90s. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, but it's just such an absurd title to me, which is just fun. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, if you attach it to every sequel, because no. sequels either have a number or an absurd colon second title. Yeah, oh, I like Tokyo Drift. I got that. I got yeah. how random that was. No, so <laughs> Electric Boogaloo, with, if, if you fit it with like almost any sequel, it, it works. Mm-hmm. It, to me, it makes the title better. Like Iron Man 2, Electric Boogaloo, I am so much more in to revisit that movie. Is it because it rhymes? <laughs> I think that's a lot of that's it. That's a part of it. That's a big part of it. That's, yeah. But to me, it's also the randomness and where I'm like, this sounds fun. <laughs> it does sound fun. <laughs> like, this sounds fun. Where Or Tokyo Drift. Where I don't want a Bambi 3, but if you give me Bambi 3 Tokyo Drift, heck yeah, yeah man. I, I'm in. I'm, yes. in. I'm yeah. in in a heartbeat. It has my money. money. It has to be like a really serious movie and then Tokyo <laughs> Drift. <laughs> Like Schindler's List three, you skip, oh. you skip two altogether. Oh, Schindler's no. List three, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <What? laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so many things wrong but funny with that. I was just trying to think of the most serious movie. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. Should revisit uh, what you were saying about how people are, are saying like Ragnarok is so far in left field. Yeah. Um, I, again, having not seen it, uh, what what I have noticed is the. And one thing I really respect about the Marvel movies is the, the evolution of their characters throughout the movies. I, I, I frequently, this is going to sound like bad, but I frequently go back and I watch all of the Marvel movies from in chronological order. From right. Certain, like, all of them. I, I have them all downloaded and I, I love it. I marathon through them in a couple of days. Um, but you, you <laughs> With Thor especially, though, you, you, you see the evolution of his character in, in, in the sense that he, he, he becomes more human, he becomes more fun, he becomes yeah. more... Yeah. Yeah. animated and, and, and comedic and mm-hmm. so be, if, if this is if this is more of a comedy than it is anything else I, it's completely understandable to me and you know? I'll, I'll be honest part of me really wanted a, a serious Ragnarok story like because that's inherently a dark story yeah I wanted to be, like yeah. I wanted a We're serious I wanted a serious so dark that's what saying a serious dark end times yeah. end times one Thor's and then die. even Everybody's that even that trip that little bit what? in Thor's magic jacuzzi scene from Avengers yeah, 2, Avengers two yeah. where where you see Idris Elba's Heimdall like that's a very different Ragnarok than what we ended up with yeah, yeah. sounds like a different language <laughs> <laughs> Idris Elba's Heimdall it was too close together no uh, just, I don't, just maybe a lot of I'm odd words like, he really is having a stroke how are you where it's just like it was a very different it was a very different thing but as much as I wanted that dark story, it was funny. As a, no, no, and yeah. Ragnarok is great, and I love what we got. Yeah. But after revisiting the first two Thor movies, I'm not sure they would have done the dark one well. Yeah, like I don't yeah. think they did justice to the 
how they've done the characters, and I enjoy them for what they are, how they had done them, I don't think they would have worked well in a serious dark movie as well as they did translating into like a straight up comedy mm-hmm. where still great action set pieces but it was more so than any other Marvel movie it was like a comedy first mm-hmm. and then a comic book action movie well yeah that's something that happens when you take something as like fantastical as like a comic book universe and then try to bring it to live action and get these people to say lines that like they if, you know if you got them to, to, to recite dialogue that was actually in the comics it would be terrible right and oh, it's yeah. weird because when you're reading it in the comic it doesn't seem that bad no. Like when you're doing it, like it seems really gripping and fun, and it's mm-hmm. awesome, and, and you don't notice it. But if you were, like, if you had it, to it, well, it depends. Like, pictures, I'd say, thing. I'd say, like, I agree with you for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'll say, with the exception of certain comics, like the DC did the animated version of the Killing Joke, yeah. which yes. I know a lot of people didn't like because of the first. 20 or 40 minutes yeah which was a weird thing the liberties that they took with it were but then but that 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 front part that was very liberties but then the last 40 was like very true and very true to the killing joke and they were lifting dialogue straight up from it and it sounded great it did it absolutely i don't feel that it deserved an r rating though well, it's like when I when I heard that I was getting an R-rated version of the Killing Joke, yeah. I was super excited. It's because of the misogyny. In it. See, yeah, but they only that—that's what they took liberty. That's what they added in, and all of a sudden, like, the, that's what made it an R. But it's, with the Killing Joke, I understand why they did it as a rating R, though. Like, even though it didn't have a bunch of swears and a lot of violent, like too much violence. Because when you read that, that is a very R-rated comic book story, yeah. and it doesn't mm-hmm. have those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me, did you guys ever read X-Men God Loves, Men Kills? No. no. It was the basis for X-Men 2. But if you were to ever do God Loves, Men Kills, you'd have to do an R rating. Mm-hmm. And there's not a bunch of swears, there's no sex, there's nothing like that that you associate with an R rating. But there's kids getting killed. Even slightly off panel, but child violence, awesome. very serious, like very serious subject, dark subject matter. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. with that, I'm like, that's why I like that they went there. To me, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I still, I, I, I understand why. But they went there I, to well, me, but I, don't think I get why they went R. I'm like, you couldn't do this PG-13. No, because, I mean, because, like, because of the implications, you like, need to do death in the family as an R as well. Because of the implications of the stuff, where it's like, no, I don't think Gordon raped. Barbara, but there's a lot of heavy implications. There's a lot of messed up stuff that happened what? in that story. Gordon did? No, oh, not sorry, Joker. 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 Yeah, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> My bad. My bad, <laughs> listener. Who were you reading? Yeah, no. <laughs> like the Joker. I don't think the Joker <laughs> raped her or raped or raped Gordon because you can make the argument for both. Yeah, I never got that impression when I was reading it. No, yeah, I, I never got that impression. I thought that he like. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler: Shot Barbara and uh, no, stripped look, her down, stripped yeah. both of them down, and but then forcing a father to see a daughter like that, uh, like, is just you can't do that in a PG thirteen. You straight like no. me, you can't. No, that is an R rated story that you don't need the trappings of like your standard R rated movie. Like, there's the rumor Disney's buying Fox, although right now they're kind of at a standstill. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they want X-Men back hard. No, and I, like a big part of me wants that, but then at the same point, I want them to be willing to do our like R-rated movies. Mm-hmm. Deadpool, Absolutely. Deadpool can exist in a PG-13. He does in the comics. 
He does when he shows up in other people's comics. Yeah. It happens on the regular. That is a character that can exist in a PG-13. And you can have fun with, if his swearing gets bleeped out and he's getting ticked off, that feeds into his character. Yeah, actually, I, I was because I was going to vehemently disagree with you. Yeah. And then that that right there, the, the idea of Ryan Reynolds swearing, having it bleeped, on screen when you're in a movie theater, and then and him getting angry at that he, and talking to the to the to the audience, like and the but the thing is, I, he he, he does he does exist he would he does and works in an R-rated environment. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking that away, but I will argue if you say like Deadpool can only exist in an R-rated environment, that's not true. No, not only I, I, but the I, only time he's been in a straight R-rated environment was when he was under the Max imprint, like in straight up comics, comics unless they like. Not the same as film ratings, but his comics aren't nearly as dark as they were in the Max rating. And so he exists in the comics within a relative like PG-13, A-14, or UK-15, whatever. He exists in that environment already. I figure if Deadpool can exist in like a non-rated R environment, then anybody can. Yeah. I'm starting to think like like based based on that too like like why 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 can't it be both why like it's no. still it's still Ryan Reynolds in, in both no, like exactly you have a, a PG thirteen movie that that you can take your kids to but then there's there's and that maybe that one's the the, the buddy flicks where no Deadpool well and that's where else. like Deadpool like movie is if Deadpool you know? shows up in Spider Man like he would ex- it wouldn't be yeah no it, it suddenly Spider Man's dropping cuss words no it'd be PG thirteen version I'd want them to still be willing to do R rated movies because you've got Logan. Which you cannot tell that story so in a PG thirteen. Hmm. You can't. It like to me the you take well, out the flashing scene because that's to me it was unnecessary it to begin with. It was yeah. just there for the sake of hey where are so let's show boobs for the sake of showing it. You yeah. can five seconds you can cut it out. It doesn't it, impact it, the plot it, yeah, at it, all. At all. Yeah. It's not like there was a love scene well, and there were boobs. No. That to be said, I mean like it, that, that that story could have been told uh, in a PG-13 minute. The only reason it was I mean like, what, what see, made it the R is that when you know he puts his claws see, in that's the language. you're actually the language. But for the language. but for, language, yeah. But for me the the violence of the movie, like I don't like violence for violence's sake. But in Logan, the violence was part of the story. Yeah, no, it was. It was part of the character, but it was also like their their whole thing with Logan was like this is the end. So in this movie, more than any other X Men movie, like death is a thing. Mm -hmm. If Logan slashes you, you're not coming back. Professor X isn't going to show up in a different body and then look like himself, which they never explain. Like he's not going to. He's dead. Yeah. When Logan dies, he's dead. So the violence of seeing people like limbs slashed off, yeah. to me, I'm like, yes, this is a little bit jarring, but it's also with the story of like he's dead at the end of this. So in that movie, like death is a finality. That's the only comic book movie so far where it's like death is an absolute yeah. certainty yeah. since they've started paying more attention. Watching that movie. So shivers down my, it was, oh, it was like with that, to me, you could not tell that story with the whole death as a final thing. Mm-hmm. In a PG thirteen, because at the end of it, it'd be like, okay, if he, like, when will he'll be back? Because mm. yeah. he's like well, characters have died before. Whereas yeah. this, I'm like, no, he's he could still dumb. die in a PG like, like in the, friendly manner, though. In the end, I even though I knew it was like this is the last movie, and I know like you're being serious about it, I really expected his hand in, in the claw to pop out of the grave, <laughs> pop out of the ground. I, I was kind of waiting like, for like that. one middle finger or something, like one middle claw or something. I was right? kind of waiting for that, but they, they really went with a, they restrained themselves with that, yeah. that part. Oh, yeah, wait, that's what I wanted to say uh, about Thor Ragnarok. Um, yeah, so when you take something that's so uh, out of this world and outlandish, like topic matter, right? Um, it, I think they did a 
great benefit to be self-aware. Yeah. Right? And they do that. And that's what makes it really, really funny. That was a really funny movie. It like, was. Yeah, yeah. I laughed a lot. No, oh. and it was genuinely funny. It yeah. wasn't like forced yes. humor and like... Yeah. Uh, like... I, I saw it with Jill. We saw it twice, and she normally doesn't like comedy because comedy is different to everybody. No, I'm not throwing her under the bus. She'll be straight up. She's like, she's a very she, serious person. She doesn't go. She doesn't gravitate towards like standard comedy movies. She just doesn't find them funny. Hmm. Uh, but then when you saw that clip, the clip released of Korg. Korg's the best. Yeah, no, she was like, it's just going to be the the comic foil character, and those are never that well developed, and they're never genuinely up that funny. Well, she was. She's laughing hysterically during Korg. Except the last one, yeah. Like Korg was amazing. Yeah. And the movie was genuinely funny. Mm -hmm. And then I I loved the Hulk in that movie. Yeah, I think they maybe cut to Korg. Yes. Like the company. Yeah, uh, Korg. Um, I think they yeah, maybe like cut to a little working. bit too much, right? Like there were some points where they undercut the that the, the ending thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I get that. I can see both sides of that because at one point you're like, when I saw it the second time, knowing the joke was coming, I'm like, you can still feel what the characters are feeling, mm -hmm. and then still find the the comedy in the thing. Could you though? <laughs> <laughs> Even before, like before the joke, <laughs> could you? I mean, I'm just saying. It was yeah. fun. It was really fun. I, I, with me, my, my problem is Doctor Who, Doctor Who wrecked me and how I watch shows where now I'm way too emotionally invested in fictitious characters, oh, yeah. which that, I, I find Doctor Who does that. Like it did that for me where at first I'm like, oh, this is a little sci-fi show. And then within five episodes, I'm like emotionally invested in like these yeah. fictitious characters yeah, because they're is. developed so well. Yeah. I still never watched a single episode. And then as stuff happens, yeah. especially what, especially when you got to the end okay. of series two, like my day was ruined by the end of the doomsday ep their doomsday episode. Yeah. Like I was in a bad mood. Well, it might, that must be terrible, especially like in, when like for a show where the uh, main character or the star gets switched out every so often, right? Like, yeah. It's just like whoa! I just got attached to this new guy. No, like, uh, it it for the most part, with the exception of Eccleston, because he was only there for series one. Mm -hmm. Everybody else has generally been there three four years. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a rotating thing of per season where in like Power Rangers or Super Sentai where it's like, oh, new season, new cast yeah. or that kind of thing where no continuous bit. It just seems like it's weird when people freak out over like a new one as opposed to the old one where it's just like, well, dude, this is the show you signed up for. You know yeah. this is happening, right? I'm speaking like, like, woman. It's like getting yeah. mad at Black Mirror for being uh, anthological or something. Yeah, like, every, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> being, being <laughs> Wait a minute. Characters from the last episode. Yes. <laughs> what happened to those people? Which, um. and I, I think there's room for that. I haven't watched it yet, yeah. but Star Trek Discovery, right? Like, Ooh, yeah. I wanted. Yeah, I, 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 I've been watching the Orville. I really wanted Trek Discovery to be an anthology series, especially as I was hearing more about it. And the more I hear about it, just because they're like, oh, it's going to take place like ten minutes as an exaggeration before the original series mm. and then it's like mm -hmm. how, how how are you going to do that like Enterprise everybody complained about because they're like oh you're so trapped in continuity and all the setup Enterprise was amazing it's, they did what the, the movies did where they're like oh we're in another universe now like we changed dimensions <laughs> well, yeah, they did that with the they did that with the like the one season I know I like I think I it was the third season but then the second, the second season has one of my favorite episodes, but I have a love-hate relationship with it where they did the Borg one, mm. where I'm like, 
cool because I love the Borg. Mm -hmm. And as much as Voyager ruined them, mm -hmm. like, lowered their menace, they're just a great sci-fi enemy and Trek's best enemy. Like, so I love them coming back. It's so but, sassy. But then it created this... <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly they're the best. So. <laughs> that it created this want. very annoying predestination, yeah. like, paradox yes. loop with the Q and their whole thing is like, no, they exist at, like, the Q is an entity that exists outside of the rules of time and space. So how are they trapped within that? And that's where I'm like, just, just set it later. Just set it after Trek 09, like, five minutes after Spock went through the black hole. Because to me, that's interesting where it's like, oh, crap, Romulus is gone. There's a huge void mm. and Spock's gone and all that. Like, or do an anthology where you visit the less periods where you can do like a 10 episode run before friggin the original series. And then one from Generations, because even though that's a bad movie, it's still between tre the fir first Trek and then next gen. Mm. Like do that, do an anthology or something. I got sidetracked. We've been doing this for like an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah, I was just yeah. looking at it. Yeah. Best yeah. podcasts are long. I, I was gonna. I was gonna say though. I was really uh, taken aback by the by the the uproar and and I guess you could call it uh, backlash for the new Doctor Who being a woman. That really disturbed me. Yeah. Is that... like, what, what is what is what, what is wrong with that? What is wrong with you? Why, no. Why, and for why me, I didn't. I didn't get that. Like I. I know some people get upset when you like when you gender swap or race swap a character for no reason, mm -hmm. but what like Fantastic Four, the most recent movie that was awful, <laughs> like people were upset about Johnny Storm getting switched. Where I'm like, dude's a good actor, and to me they explained it well enough. And it's not something that's so yeah. ingrained in his character where it's like he has to be white. Yeah. But the Doctor especially because they've already established like it's a time like a Time Lord. You regenerate your new person, your new personality. Yeah. They have the memories. That's a character that can. Yeah. So if they can, why not? Right. So I didn't get... I, I'm with you where I'm like, I don't get the uproar. No. Where even earlier in the show, during a... I think it was a series finale? Yeah, series eight or nine finale. The Doctor killed the Time Lord knowing he was about to regenerate. And he regenerated from an old white man to a black woman. And yeah. I'm like, you can do that. So, Seems like everybody on each side of the aisle would be sort of so, I'm just kind of like, so why, uh, like, why not? When a character can, why not? Yeah, yeah. why, why not? I, everybody? a friend of mine was talking to some some friends. I never, I never finished Luke Cage, just mm. because yeah. I, I've got one more. I've got like I didn't finish Iron Fist. <laughs> I've got one more episode that I want to finish because I've been like, it's kind of split up into two arcs within one season. Yeah, which is why I loved it. It was, oh, and then. Man. Like, so for me, I know Cottonmouth, I think he's in one more episode, and that's the character I'm interested in. I've heard mm -hmm. the second guy's, and I was, well, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to finish that off. Yeah, Diamondback? Yeah, he yeah. was they, just they, annoying. They did, yeah. they did Diamondback wrong. Um, they, and then the guy wrong. playing, like, Cottonmouth was awesome. Yeah. It's just, yeah, he's good. Luke Cage, like, as much as there's strengths to the show for me, I'm like, it took too long. It, its pacing was off. I'm down for a slow pace and a slow burn. But as long as stuff is still happening during that slow mm -hmm. burn, it was a little bit too much of a slow burn, and then probably didn't need a run of twelve. Yeah, ten, Iron, ten would have been better. Iron okay. Fist could have been done in eight. Yeah, yeah, I got, I, I think I was done with Iron Fist by episode five. But so then, like, like <laughs> Iron Fist has its own problem. But then the, the thing what what I was getting to, like, I didn't finish it, but my buddy Steve, like, pastor at Forward, he was talking to a friend, and they're not super into comics, but then they were like, "Did you see Luke Cage?" And it was just actually having that identification like 
the identification of someone to identify with on the screen in a superhero role mm-hmm. and like as a black character who's like for the most part like a morally good guy yeah. like who's yeah. just trying to do the right yeah. thing yeah. they love that so yeah, I'm like, i like that too i'm starting yeah. to understand that more where i'm like yes representation is a good thing it's a good thing like it's a great thing but do we like don't just make it like let's just make Tony Stark a black guy out of nowhere. Yeah, the only or a black or, girl. Or a black or a black girl. Like if you if you Spider Man Spider Man when they did twenty ninety nine uh and then the ultimate run, like Miles Morales, Miles Morales is yeah. his own character. Yeah. It wasn't just yeah, thought, here's, just here's, here's we've just replaced Peter Parker with a with a black guy. Yeah. And then Miguel O'Hara in the twenty ninety nine one run an Irish Hispanic guy. Like they didn't just make him Peter Parker. He was very much his own character. Mm-hmm. Pedro Parker. You're all Spider-Man, right? It's a very good way of just making a black Peter Parker. Or so they've got Silk now where it's yeah. not like, let's just replace Spider-Man with a woman. It's like, here's a character with a very similar power set, but she's her own character. Well, I wanted to say, I wanted uh, to comment on... Um, okay, so if someone uh, like on the outrage over uh, the Human Torch uh, being cast um, as black, right? Yeah. And so... I mean, if you're giving these people the benefit of the doubt that they're not racist, um, I think you. I think the thing is, is like, it's like, do you like someone who kisses up to the boss? You know, does yeah. anyone like that person? No, I hate myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's like that. It's like they, it just seems transparent and unnecessary. And I think you know that there's like a large, uh, probably a decent amount of people who use that as an excuse to uh, mask their their racism. Yeah. Um, Personally, like I think it's such a minefield that I'm just like, do whatever you want. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to have like it, to go through the thought process to have an opinion on this. Yeah. Uh, scares the crap out of me. So I'm no, like, and that's that. I'm trying that, to remember. The that's where I wish to harking back to civil discourse, yeah. just to be like. Well, it's not even like. Yeah, it's just scared of it. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like what you said, man. Um, representation is good. Yeah. And uh, I really don't see a problem with it in terms of like. I would not get angry and be like, I'm boycotting a movie or this no, director no. or a mm-hmm. tweeted director. I wouldn't do anything like that. And I, you know, I mean, like I said, okay. Wait, so, <laughs> to, to summarize. <laughs> to summarize. Yeah, just, right, so, I don't know why I started talking. Like, I know some people were, and like, I'm leaving. really against Idris Elba becoming James Bond. I'm like, I don't get cool. that. He'd be an awesome. amazing Bond. Yeah, and then, oh. like, it'd be difficult to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have automatic doors here. I think it'd be... <laughs> I think it'd be difficult to do it now because Skyfall went to me. Skyfall would have been a great way to introduce like Bond is a title that like and a name yeah, and an identity that everybody assumes when they become the role of 007. And then they went out of their way to be like, "This is James Bond." Yeah. So now when eventually he is recast, either I love it as Idris Elba or Michael Fassbender. Oh yeah. Those two. Those are my choices. Yeah, he would be a good Bond. Both would be amazing because Fassbender. Fassbender as Magneto, so much of him, he was off doing Bond stuff. Oh, yeah. In first class, he was James Bond. Yeah. And yeah. then even a little bit in Days of Future's Past where he's like sneaking around the train yard. I'm just like, just just oh, yeah, yeah. be Bond, man. Yeah, please. I'd, actually, I'd even be okay with a, with a, with a, what's his name? Jeffrey Dean Morgan as a James Bond character. He's just so, he's got that, he's got that, that face. And that 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 voice about I, I, I him. He's very him, slick. And I I want him to be uh, Batman in Flashpoint uh, Paradox. Yes, which because yes. he's already set up yes. to be. Yeah, yes, yeah. Like which perfect. 
Dece, okay. <laughs> Why don't we say we're gonna cap this at two hours <laughs> because we're at one thirty-five? How dare you? Live we're with still me. going. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's, let's hit the three mark. Or we yeah, don't have to. Joe, Joe, yeah, Joe, no, Joe Rogan. We'll just keep going. Yeah, Joe Rogan uh, always goes to like, like yeah. three hours. That's like some of the best podcasts I've ever. Uh, I I listen to like a lot of Rhett and Link just because I like their Good Mythical Morning, and then they've got Ear Biscuits, and their mark is normally eighty minutes, which we've cleared already. So. Oh yeah. You know, last night we were talking the other day about um, she had she wanted to watch a video, um, and it had um, what's his name, Zhang Yumeshi in it, and yeah. she was she's watching a video about uh, Gord Downey. Okay. Uh, yeah. Casually hit front man just passed yeah, away. Yeah. yeah. And it, she's like, it was a really, really good interview. And she's like, I forgot, like, after the whole thing, that he's actually a really good interviewer. And she's like, I really don't know how, like, I feel about it because it's like, and I was like, well, that's an interesting, like, uh, like philosophical game you can play with yourself. Like, yeah. the, you know, the the perspective on things that this person has given you, or the manners in which they uh, enlightened you to things, um, or provided you, you know, whatever, uh, I get perspective. Um, yeah. Is that separatable from who they are and what they do as a person? Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, can you do so. you have to stop appreciating the work? Like, no. can you is is Kevin Spacey now terrible in Seven? Can you not watch Seven anymore? No. <laughs> I mean, yes, I can watch Seven. seven. Now. <laughs> oh. It, it kind of puts American you know, Beauty in a terrible way. Nope. What's that? Oh, like, American Beauty. Yeah. Kind of puts American Beauty in a whole different way. That's the. No, but yeah, that raises oh. the question. Like, can. Can the humor's getting can dark. You, can I'm you, can kidding, can you no longer appreciate the work when the person associated with it is outed as being less than desirable? Well, and that's you know? there's a. Yeah. I'm no, I'm no problem with Michael, yeah, Michael, Michael Jackson's Jackson music. Yeah, um, yeah. No, but like the difficult, the catch twenty two of it. The catch twenty two is you as a like you as a consumer. Can you enjoy, like, can you enjoy this person's work? But then. Like in terms of movies or music, unless the person's dead, like they're they're still they make money off of that, yeah. and they make credit. Well, their their estate still does when they're there's like there's credit there. So then you can boil it down to, and that's where it's the discomfort. Like, yes, you can. Can you appreciate the person's performance and their art and what they're saying and disattach it? But then, are you okay with? Financially contributing to that person. Well, that's that's where I think like like maybe maybe there should be uh, if you you're convicted of say say you, you you are an actor or whatever you make money off people watching movies but but you are convicted of, of having raped somebody. Uh, well, now you or your estate no longer receives financial compensation for right. that movie or anything like that. Yeah, like, it goes to the rip, uh, the victim. Really. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean that that way it takes it takes the onus off of us. Like we're we're, we're not <laughs> contributing. We're not making them richer. Yeah, and, and allowing them to continue to do the things that they're doing. They're, like, they're, do, they're, we they're really need to, do we need to keep? Be, like, do we need to be able to enjoy Kevin Spacey? Because <laughs> that's so like quintessential to our existence. I still enjoy his work. Yeah, like, I do too. I mean, yeah. I Mel, watch a movie and just be like, whatever, it's Kevin Spacey, right? Like, he didn't yeah, try to rape me. So, like, like Mel, <laughs> Mel, just because it didn't happen to me, it means it's fine. Well, no, but, that's not a trigger because, like, I'm yeah. nothing. But like, <laughs> so, an example of the like Mel Gibson. Mel yeah. Gibson is starting to come back a little bit more. Mm. And that movie apparently was terrible. Which no, one? but. Daddy's uh, home. Oh, Daddy's home Daddy's too. Home too. Oh, I was in. I thought he was uh, but he's, 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 he's starting to. Right? I mean, we haven't gotten step He's making a comeback. Very, he, very, he, very. He's young. starting to show. So he's starting to show up in more. And for for me Daddy's with this with the with this question, I'm like, like with my faith, I I like the idea of people having a second chance. I mm-hmm. uh, like to me there should be a lot more reform than just condemnation. Yeah. So then it should be like. Should you give some like Kevin Spacey now? Of course, I'm like, no, dude should face justice. Absolutely. He should also get help. 
But say 20 years down the line, if you see he is a different person, should we not give him that other chance? Because that's the second, to me, that's the second part. As much as it's, yes, I don't want to support this evil person for what they've done. Mm -hmm. People can change and humanity and society likes a comeback story. They do like that. Do we? Do you then forgive? Do you then move on? Kevin Spacey should come back oh. in a movie oh. as himself, oh. making a comeback in the Hollywood industry, <laughs> oh, in the movie industry. <laughs> oh boy, he'll win an Oscar. But um, I think there's like you. I mean, if you lose social cachet, I mean that's that's the price you pay, right? I mean, if you can't be uh, prosecuted, um, but at the same time, I mean, like you you can't just suffer from allegations like I can make an allegation against you right now yeah yeah don't anything to me so uh, should that does that mean you should be fired and then like ostracized from mm-hmm. well that, that's what's coming up a lot now is there's all these people being accused but it hasn't been proven it's just people accusing them but yeah. some of their careers are over but then there's, there's some there's that have admitted but like, there's others that are just like well Spacey admitted right and well, there's yeah. the, I think, um, I'm gay so it makes everything alright <laughs> yeah that was a bad and the, time the, the yeah. difficulty I mean, they, with they should have been two separate statements so they, yeah well, I think the problem they, is they are inherently yeah, yeah, yeah. tied together. And the diff- I've read through it multiple times, and they are inherently tied together. Not, uh, that's not what he's trying to say. But there's you have but some it, media outlets saying, you know, the headline is Kevin Spacey comes out as gay. Yeah. Um, comes out as living as a gay man. And yeah. then other headlines, Kevin Spacey sexually assaulted a 14-year-old boy 20 years ago, yeah. or something like that, right? So it's very like, although he's based, although in his statement he is basically saying like, oh yeah, and also by the way, now I'm living as a gay man. I was like, okay, what does that do with anything, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, like, it could have been two absolutely separate <laughs> and yeah. made at separate times. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think like all this correlation about them being tied together and that, and that with it, it, it makes the homosexual community look bad because it makes them look like they're all pedophiles. Yeah, the way he did it. Yeah, the way he did it was yeah. it seemed like he was using his homosexuality as an excuse for yeah. Yeah. what he did. Oh, the and memes are amazing. That that's where he went wrong. <laughs> but like with with. Like with Mike's point, I, I and I get that. Like, and unfortunately, I do believe people do just they see a chance where it's like I can get my fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. so they're gonna go for it. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that people shouldn't bring it up. Like, I don't. Uh, you gotta to you gotta figure out a way where it's like it's comfortable for people to come forward, mm-hmm. for people to say it, and still like not get victimized for saying it. Mm-hmm. While creating a while creating an opportunity for there to still be burden of proof, like there's yeah. got to be a middle ground, and unfortunately both camps are very entrenched, and like there is no middle ground. Yeah, yeah I, I think like there's absolutely one hundred percent a problem. I don't think the solution is um, putting the burden of, of proof on the accused, right? I think it's uh, innocent until proven guilty exists for a reason, and while I don't know what the solution is, I know it's not going like putting people in a position where. Just because someone is of a certain gender, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt that they wouldn't do things that other people would, right? So I, I think just because someone's a woman doesn't mean that they're beyond um, acute, falsely accusing someone to ruin their lives, right? No, I mean, no, there no. are crazy people out there. There are bad people out there. It yes. doesn't matter. They're, you know, they can be men or women. Like it, and I think that's the way our law, the reason, the way like our laws are designed, the way it is, and our court system, our justice system is designed the way it is, is because of that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Never give anyone the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> no. Um, no, it's yeah. yeah. Trust no one. Yeah, yeah, Trust no one, Mulder. Yeah. Um, it's just sad, man. It's yeah. People get power and they think they can just like 
do things to people and treat people however they want like people are just objects for their their it's like unfortunately statistically it's been more men doing that absolutely and i wish that was like as a guy i wish that wasn't the case Mm -hmm. because then there are cases statistically less where women have done that with men and it's just like we can't assault or uh, false allegations. There was a case false with allegations a, the ones there was a case me, with yeah. a football player down in the states where he was a college he was a college pro, high prospects. He yeah. got falsely accused. He got jail time. I see them twice a month, man. And then it was he was like later on, it was proven that it wasn't the case. Yeah, right. the veteran was just awarded like like a million bucks or something, like because he was they they were they prosecuted him. They kicked him out of the army, all that stuff. Yeah, ruined his life. Yeah. Was the uh, the Central Park Five, um, the the five African American teenagers who uh, were convicted of gang raping a woman in Central Park, and they spent twenty years in jail before DNA proved conclusively that they had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Wow. And that's where it's like ruined. Yeah. There are even now that they're out, they still like it's a generation of stigma yeah. against them. Right? And then yeah. they're like there are fa- like there are definitely false allegations i just wish it wouldn't be a situation where people were afraid to go forward well how do we, what's the, do we teach uh, young girls like, early on in life maybe like at the beginning of puberty like teach them about like like what could happen to them you know the possibility yeah, yeah it's like if this happens to you like teach them how to fight you know i think like self defense classes for women and then also positive uh just positive gender identity maybe or something i don't yeah. know like maybe like teaching men how to be um not submissive to women, but uh, respectful. Respectful, like well, gentlemen. So, well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm no, no, sorry, sorry. So, so maybe that's a solution to <laughs> women. No, women need to be in a position where it, they know beyond a shadow of a doubt what the right thing is to do, and and that they're going to be okay if they do it. Right? It, you know, if you get attacked, if you get assaulted, the first thing you do is go to the police. You know, and mm-hmm. the first thing you do is get a rape kit. You know, you. Yeah. Don't yeah. wait. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't feel like shower. you've done something wrong. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. that's that happens from what I yeah. hear at least. Um, no, and then that's yeah. there's a stigma from people once it's happened, where it's like they don't believe the victim. They're mm-hmm. like, oh no, you're just lying. You're doing this for attention, or oh no, I wearing that dress. You shouldn't have been yeah, wearing that dress, or I saw you go in there. Mm-hmm. So then it's you were flirting with him you were night. flirting and all that. Well, that's, that's, it's a multifaceted issue, and those are really good points. Like a lot of people do use those excuses. Like yeah. no one, there's no right. No one has a right to rape another person. Yeah, there's, no. those aren't valid excuses at all. Oh, no. you were the dress. No, like, no, no you were dressed. No, yeah. like uh, you were flirting with him. That doesn't mean he could rape me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I didn't no, realize that was a free pass. <laughs> yeah, no. I like I've got a I've got a friend who's just naturally very bubbly mm-hmm. like she doesn't she didn't dress in any state that you can consider provocative or anything she's just friendly. but she's just very friendly Rats very outgoing yeah. and, mistaken and, as, and other yeah. like when i think of that or people i've people i've met through the shelter who have been raped yeah. like and all that and some of that it's not it's not just people who are involved in sex work. It's not just people who dress like no. yeah, it could be stereotypically yeah. teenager or where it's just like everything's things. everything's out and revealed. It's anybody. So there needs yeah. to be a and to kind of say with what you're saying, like it's a it's a common platitude or common expression. Like in a relationship, there's compromise. So I think in a society, there should be there should be compromise. Absolutely. Like guys should be uh, submission isn't a bad thing. Like it's that we gotta change how we look at that. Where it's like, oh, I'm being forced to submit. It's like, no, you're, you can beat you're, the crap out of this woman. Just chill. Like you can, or <laughs> on the flip side, she could be Ronda Rousey and like wreck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I mean, yeah. like by and large, like that's and again, that's like, I mean, if that wasn't, 
it's so weird because you have women using this mindset. It's like, oh, we walk around being a potential victim, and also we can we're just as strong as men. It's like, well, which one is it, right? Yeah. I mean, so I think. I mean, put, put Ronda Rousey in, in the ring against Brock Lesnar and tell me that that women are just as strong. <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah. Well, she's like the, the woman version of Brock Lesnar, right? So which that's what I mean. But there's a reason why women fight women in the UFC and not men. Yeah. Um, you, you you can't have it both ways. You, you uh, it's. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, I was just huh? like, like I was just saying, like I think, like people should. It's one of the many things that needs to work, mm. uh, be addressed. But like we got to change how we view submission. Yes. Like yeah. I, it's like, oh, it's this terrible thing. Like you're being forced to tap out or whatever. Right. Or it's like, no, you might not necessarily want to do it, but it can be the decent thing to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. And at the end of the day. Like, I might not always agree with what my friends want to do or whatever, but or it's a stupid example, but it's, I, I don't actually have one. But it's just like, it's the, uh, you compromise, mm-hmm. like in a relationship, in a friendship, and in, and in society. Yeah. Might not agree with the laws, but I'm yeah. here, so I'm going to abide by them. Yeah, like in a relationship, you may not want to go to Ikea and have a fight, but, <laughs> but your girlfriend, your wife, whoever... She wants to go to Ikea and look at the couches or something. Which you, I, you just want to get what you need and get out of there. I love a fight. <laughs> I've gone to... It's, I, I've, been, I've been so lucky. I've been so lucky with my wife. We've never, we've never fought in Ikea. Oh, I, I go there. <laughs> I go there and I see people fighting. I'm like, why do people... Go, what is well, it about this place that brings we have this, out? We were having this discussion when we were having breakfast at Ikea. Is, I don't know who it was. I heard it, I think, last week. Is Somebody said, Ikea is the place you go to fight. And I thought... How many fights have I gotten into at IKEA? Yes, that is where I am the angriest. Like that is where I, I, I fight. Get, I get so irritated. I, I but I I I. I, I and to harken it, myself, I do not to harken it back to to harken it back to a great movie where where the where the big fight in Five Hundred Days of Summer happened in a yeah. place like IKEA. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. where they rela- realized the relationship was in shambles. Yeah, I think like great I was saying, maybe though. they turn up the heat. Uh, it's the crowd that really gets on my nerves. Yeah, because yeah. people are, are, are people that are just really drift dumb. through. They don't know what they want. Yeah, they're just standing in the middle of the aisle. But yeah. I feel like that when I go to any any store. Well, yeah, that could mall. be anywhere. I yeah. mean, it's not just. But it's something about Ikea. I have a mission. I'm in and out. Don't stand in front of the entrance doors or don't stand around the door. Like when you when you're walking up the stairs, don't stop at the top. Yes, or anywhere between. Top and bottom. Don't just stop dead on the sidewalk if you're walking. Don't get in my way. That's. that's, Step to the side like a decent human being. It might be how I shop. Like, for the nine times out of ten, if I'm going to a store, I know exactly what I want and I'm in and out within like five, ten minutes. I go Christmas shopping for people, I'm I'm done in less than an hour. If I'm going. If I'm going. Standing in line. Here's some peanut butter. Here's some craft singles. And uh, there's and not, some alpagetti. The only time <laughs> I go into the only times <laughs> I go into well, stores. It's like gifts I buy people. <laughs> alpagetti. I think that's even worse. At the grocery store. That was the joke. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> it's like the episode of Friends where they were too late and bought stuff from the from the gas <laughs> station. Really? <laughs> oh, roll. That we roll. It's like the episode of Friends where Chandler and Joey bought stuff from the gas station. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. It's exactly like this. Yeah. That's, that's... I, I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to buy you a map of Ontario. Oh, thanks. <laughs> a road map. Spoiled it. Toilet seat like, covers? I got you. Yeah, so <laughs> what what, what exit do we get off at? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I can't say. 
If only there was an app on my phone that I could use this for. <laughs> if only there was some sort of global positioning system. But it's like maybe I'll, I'll go to comic book stores or when it was here. Occasionally, I go to H and B just to browse. I'm like, I got time to kill. I'll go check out yeah, and yeah. look at stuff to buy later. I think people do that with IKEA, and I'm like, that, that's weird to me. That's why they have a I, website. Okay, full full disclosure. I did that the other day. I was charging my car, and I went into IKEA yeah, to, well, get, to get a couple of hot dogs, and I said, well, I still got time, so I walked around the store, <laughs> and I bought some organizational supplies. So there's, uh, I'll admit, but like, I mean, were you one of those drifters who stand in the middle? Ah, uh, no, I moved around there's, pretty quickly. There, yeah. There's been times where Jill and I have been like, we want to get furniture. And we've looked up some online, but we've seen we've not we've seen it's not in stock. So we'll go and we'll we'll go and check so, out. Right. And then the idea is like, all right, we're seeing what's there. Then we can get home, see the space, and then go from there. And the next time we're there, we'll walk in the exit. So we Just, like yeah. through that entrance by the cash registers, yeah. right to where everything is, so yeah, we don't right, have right. to do this again. Right. Like that way, we're just. But you go through the showroom floor, but while we're there, we're not just standing idly. Yeah. We're like, we might be in and out in an hour and a half or less, mm. but it's still like, so. The worst IKEA shoppers are the elderly and uh, children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Like that, They're I, confused and slow. <laughs> They're like, well, oh, I'm no. to walk over here, but no, I'm going to stop and turn around and walk in the opposite direction. I understand <laughs> that people have children oh, in no. random <laughs> places, but when you're going furniture shopping, I just say leave the kids to somebody else. Like, don't. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're going to the X or like, like what, uh, Dave and Buster's or something. It's not oh, we should go to Dave and Buster's. Yeah, what are we, we doing here? <laughs> Oh, oh right. Next time, <laughs> Dave and Buster's on the way home. That was the we look. Because you guys couldn't see, Mike just gave me a look of disappointment, being like, no, why was, am I here that with was Chris? Not, that was a look of realization. <laughs> no, no, like, oh, right, we're here for you. No, 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 uh, all the four of us should go to Dave and Buster's, for sure. That'd, that'd be fun, fun. yeah, that yeah. place. We're, yeah. we're not done podcasting. I just need... Yeah. He needs to smoke. You guys, you guys talk amongst yourselves. All right. We're gonna, we will wrap this up soon, because I'm, I'm getting hungry. But Yeah, speaking of which, what? I'll speak later. <laughs> Two. No, okay, I'll say it now. I was watching You Gotta Eat here yesterday, and there was this excellent restaurant I saw that's just down the street. Really? Yeah, well, like 10 minutes away. Well, yeah, down the street. What's the place? Uh, the Ship, I think it's called. I've heard of it. I haven't been there. It looked fantastic. There's a bunch of, like, there is fast food. There's a bunch of great breakfast places. Do you guys like breakfast food? We had breakfast. We just had breakfast. You but I always suck because Bedrock's amazing. <laughs> is it a Flintstone theme? Yeah. Can we go? I don't have more breakfast. I don't, I don't, Would you? I gotta go to that ship place, man. Yeah, We're Mike, right Mike's here. It, it, I saw it yesterday. Okay, no, it just no, seems Bedrock. serendipitous. Either place, I'm down for it. But Bedrock Bistro. Bedrock Bistro has all. What is the theme of the ship? Uh, no, Yar. Nautical. <laughs> Pirates. Very upset. If it is not like that episode of Fresh Prince where Will worked in the pirate restaurant, oh, yeah. the, yeah. the Shivering Timber, it, it, it is that what it was that. called? The Shivering Timber? No, it, no, it wasn't. That's a great name. It for should be called seafood. Seafood restaurant should be called the that. The Shivering Timber. The Shivering Timber. Ah, that's Yarr. a million dollars. Anyone who's listening, <laughs> do not steal our idea, or give us payment. Yeah, either, either, either <laughs> one. I'll settle for a royalty, so I don't have to do any work. Yeah, no, no, that's that's the plan. That's yeah, the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, did you hear about Star Wars having a new trilogy? Yeah, oh yeah, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. What's your What's your thoughts? Um, 
curious. Yeah. I, I, I've always, like, from the moment I found out that Ryan Johnson was directing 8, writing and directing, like, okay, this guy's going to kill it. Right. Because I knew how good he was. I saw Looper. That's the only thing I've seen from him. But just from that quality of that movie, I'm like, he's going to kill it. Right. Um, so I don't really like uh, the same guy doing, maybe he's just, like, being a, um, what do they call him, like a showrunner the, to the yeah, new trilogy? essentially, like... Lucas was on the original trilogy yeah, okay. after so, New Hope. Yeah, that's maybe. that's okay. Like I don't even like JJ coming back for episode nine. They should have just got another guy. But yeah, I don't think they. I think Disney or Lucasfilm is um, running into problems with um, people wanting to play by their rules. Yeah, it's which uh, I understand. You want well, to make your movie and not have anyone tell you how to make your movie. Well, it's kind of interesting because with Marvel, it's almost the exact opposite. Where now they're finding where. The movies you're doing strongest is where the director is allowed to add a bit of a flair, a bit well, of a yeah, like the personal thing, thing, as long as it adds to the story. Yeah, like Ragnarok's a great example. It's oh yeah, like that that movie is a comedy because of Taika Waititi. Yeah, and like Black Panther is definitely going to stand, like have its own flourish while still yeah. being a part of that, instead of just being a uniform thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Disney, it seems on the Lucasfilm Star Wars side, they're yeah. like. No, we just got this back. We want more yeah. uniformity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. They want. They want to control it. They want it to be tight, like Marvel is. But yeah. See, Marvel has an uh, an overarching narrative, but they're letting their their yeah. their filmmakers do have a little bit of rain. Yeah. Well, I think it's more so that uh, the director will say, "Okay, I want to do this," and then it's up to the studio saying, uh, "No." Like they're giving him so much leash, right? Yeah, they're they're approving. They're not um, giving free reign, or they're not tightening it so tight. They're, yeah, yeah. Like uh, yeah, I when I read about it, I had I was actually, and I still am. I'm a li- I'm cautious on it. Yeah. Not anything against rain. Ryan Johnson. Ryan, Ryan Johnson like I I haven't seen his work but by all accounts he's he seems like a guy who's in good hands and mm-hmm. everything I've seen so far from The Last Jedi has me excited it looks great yeah but it's more so like to me Star Wars is still that special franchise yeah like even though the prequels were what they were mm-hmm. like it is that special franchise yeah. and as much as I love the Marvel movies like Screen Junkies uses this analysis where they're like it's become more like a long-running show mm-hmm. where you're like, that was another great episode of it. Of Marvel. Yeah. Of Marvel. Yeah. And I don't want that with Star Wars. So I don't want it to be churned out every year. I don't yeah, want it yeah. to lose its specialness. It's Yeah, like Star Wars movies were an event. You had to wait three exactly. years or 18 years for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's on one, one Absence hand... Absence makes it, the it, heart it, grow so much fonder. Yeah, on one hand, it's great. We're getting a Star Wars movie every yeah. year where I thought we would never see another one. Exactly. Again, and, right? and the Star Wars fan in me loves that because yeah. I want more stories. But I want it to be that special... Yeah. yeah new Star Wars movie. You're like, oh, it's 2017. We're getting another one. Yeah. Where, <laughs> 2018, I, we got another one. Right now, I like that it's... It, like, one a year, it still gives that chance. Yeah. But it's still a little bit of me is like, oh, this is getting too much. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it, it's almost hard to say that this is becoming too much Star Wars. Yeah. Um, 
what have we become? <laughs> Too much Star Wars? Is there like, such a thing? I, yes. Yeah, and, and Kathleen not, Kennedy, there is such a thing. Like, I'm not trying to be too negative. I don't want to be negative on it because I, like, I love it and I want, of course, want more of it. Yeah. But I don't want it to be, like, and it's not a knock against the MCU because I enjoy it, but it's, it's, yeah. it's still a big thing, but it's not as it's objectively not as big as it was yeah where it's been they're not even 10 yet and they're ragnarok was what it's 17 that's insane yeah and yeah we're just we're just talking about star wars now talk about me all now so christian christian and uh christian and tommy are back Um, so like i asked mike like what his feeling on uh like the announcement of the new star wars trilogy was and with me i'm saying with me, I'm saying, like, I, on one hand, I like the idea, but on the other hand, I'm not happy about it, just because I don't want, I want Star Wars to still be special, Yeah. yeah. and it's where it's becoming one a year, and then it could be like Marvel, where it's 17, where it's now another episode of Marvel, which is great, but it, it's not as special. Yeah, I hear you. You don't want it, you want it, to, be, you don't want it to be diluted. No, no. Down, but like, I, I... Star Wars, like Mike said, was an event. Yeah. It was an event picture. Like, it is, box office-wise, I think, still the franchise. And I'm like, you you should treat it as such. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I well, what I'm excited about, if they were to go the route of... of uh, the new trilogy covering the old republic yeah and and like you know like darth revan and things like that yeah i, I think it, it i don't think it waters down or, or, or dilutes star wars too much it, it it's 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 its own new event yeah you know yeah. Um, if they were to continue the story of, of ray and whatever like say ray has children and, and or she yeah. starts her own jedi temple if they were to con- continue that and just just follow the same group of like yes they're they're moving away from han leia and all, yeah. all of that into new people but if they then follow those people and move like uh, then then it gets watered down well, there's even, so much room to explore to me even if you kept with those like I, I agree I don't think there's too much more you can do out of those characters but space them out and, and I, I'd, I'd almost just prefer to space out release schedule mm-hmm. where I'm like I like uh, I want more Star Wars I want more stories but then I like as that lifelong fan because Star Wars was like the not first non-cartoon movie I ever saw. Mm-hmm. So, and my dad introduced it to me. So it's got like that special emotional place in my heart. So I'm like, I don't want it to become just another franchise. Well, they could, where, they could do it right if they, if they, if they space it out properly. Yeah. Like if, if, if they spend the next, after this trilogy is done, they spend the next decade planning the next trilogy. But, but or, in that meantime, yeah. just keep giving us our, the one-off stories. Yeah, like, give us the like, Han Solo. Give like us the, the, the one-off stories, the one-off stories I like. Yeah. And then you can do them. Maybe just instead of having it be, because we had uh, episode seven. I'm forgetting the title. Force Awakens? Force Thank Awakens. you. Thank you. I was about to call it The Last Jedi, but that's eight. But you had Force Awakens, and then next, the following December, we just had Rogue, Rogue One. One. Mm-hmm. Then we're getting Last Jedi. And then I think we're getting the Han, Han Solo, Solo movie. Yeah. And then you're getting Episode Nine, where it's like, yes, yeah, Star Wars is December month. But at the same point, I'm like, absence. I am quite tired and not good with words. Star Wars is December month. <laughs> <laughs> so you put that on a plaque somewhere. <laughs> Star Wars is December. December is Star Wars month. Like it will take the box office. 
Which yeah. is why, which is why I hope that after this trilogy is done, that they they, they, they don't do that. They, yeah. they give us our standalone movies, and then they if, give us our trilogy without yeah. standalone movies in between. But or I think give, that's what spaces out. The like trilogy, you, you could know? give it a two year break. Mm-hmm. Like give it a yeah. two year, a two three year break, and then have it be new trilogy, and then two three year break, and then do one in the summer or something. Are we complaining that we're getting too much Star Wars? That's what we were saying. That's what we were saying. It's but. weird to say because, like, I've wanted it, and I was with Mike, where you're like, you're never gonna get another movie, mm-hmm. yeah. and now it's like a bevy of riches. But I don't. I'm using terms wrong. I know. No, I don't know if that's wrong. No, I, mean, I, mean, I, I don't think that's wrong. It's just interesting that you said it. Yeah, it's like a bevy of riches. There's so much to it. Like, I want me. But there's so much that you want where you're like. This is this is here. This is an option now, mm-hmm. but then I guess with me, I don't want it to get to the point where it's nothing special anymore. So it then becomes a non-option. Like with comic book movies, as much as I love them and I want them to, there to be more of them, I'd love a Moon Knight show. I'd love a like a Union Jack show. I'd love all this mm-hmm. where it's like lesser characters getting on the big screen or the Netflix, the small screen, whatever. But how soon is this going to go the way of the Western where suddenly it's like so saturated yeah. that on mass nobody cares anymore? Mm-hmm. And then you're not going to get we're, them. We're and then if you, we're, and then if you don't get them, you're, if you do get them, they're just crap. Yeah, yeah we're approaching peak comic. After these two Avengers movies, I mean, the only thing that, that can save the MCU after these next two Marvel movies is Spider Man. Um, continuing with. The new Avengers, I think it's going to be a little tough to get people into that. Um, but if you can include Spider-Man into it, then See, I, I think that they're going to be okay. If but they if they were able really to get the if they were able to get the Fantastic Four rights, Galactus is the the next event villain. Yeah, and that yeah. would be. And then you can bring the X Men into that as well. Yeah, but then uh, not e- not even just in not MCU. even just in comic book movies because right now DC is like say what you will about the quality of their flicks like. Because Batman Superman sucked. It would just... It's awful. But... I still enjoyed it. I wouldn't go that far. I still it's, enjoyed it. It's just... I it was bad. But I'm it, glad I got to see it. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yes. Actually, that's the best way to put it. I'm, I'm still very thankful and glad that I got for to me, see that. For, we, were, we were talking about Batman versus Superman when we were like 13 years old. Uh, for me, for me the most... Like, crusty Batman versus Superman movie. The, oh, reason yeah. I, the reason I say it sucks is I'm like, there, there was a good... Three movies in there. Yes, absolutely. Three to it, more movies in there. Oh, and Batman but it, yeah. yeah. But yeah. instead, you got one giant jumbled mess yeah, that yeah. wasn't even a good movie. Well, that's where DC is going wrong. They're 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 trying to play catch up to Marvel oh, as opposed which, to yeah, following yeah, the Marvel sorry. rubric. Like, and yeah. Marvel Marvel See, Marvel painted a picture for you, and then 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 gave you a paint by numbers map on how to do it like, yourself. I think and you just scribbled all over it. Like I. Th- <laughs> I, I still think there's a way to do it without doing the doing the exact Marvel method without doing origin stories upon origin stories because mm-hmm. Batman doesn't need one. No, yeah, Superman they could, they could doesn't need one. Right into a Children movie. come out the womb knowing Batman's parents were killed and Superman's from Krypton. That's well, even that's even it. Flash doesn't need one now because of the Flash TV show. And I and think that, that's also where they made a mistake by not casting Grant Gustin in, I, in the, the Justice League. I would have gone with a different Flash to be like to me. I'm like I grew up like growing up in the '90s, the, especially the, the with the excellent or the, or the, or the, the movie Williams. Flash. Like yeah. especially growing up with the excellent Justice League show, I've been like, do Wally. Yeah, just do Wally. Well, yeah. see, the, the Ezra Miller, the guy who's playing the Flash in the movie, he's more of a Wally to me. He's yeah. he's great at comedy and and sarcasm and things yeah. like that. 
He's not Barry Allen. No, and no, that's like no, when absolutely. like Grant Gustin, he is Barry Allen. I I, I really love that, that. And then that when Ryan show. when Ryan Reynolds was Green Lantern, I'm yeah. like, yes, Hal Jordan does have some comedy to him, but he's more he's more serious than that. Yeah. As I was watching that, I'm like, I could buy you more as a Wally Flash than as oh a yeah, Hal. yeah oh yeah. We were saying but, a long time ago that yeah, yeah, Ryan Reynolds should be Wally West. Yeah, but so. Like Batman Superman went during the lead up to it, one of the things I loved with it, like the trailer and the advertisement for it was the that it has a living quality. Like stuff has happened. Cause then yeah. there's really good Batman stories mm-hmm. that you can tell without needing to wait five years or two movies to get to. Mm-hmm. Where a Robin's already been killed. Awesome. Sign me up for the Red Hood story. Well, Which, but, with a Joker who kills, or a Batman who kills, you can't do. Because, because really, Batman would have just straight up killed the Joker. I would have really wanted to see that movie, like Joker killing Robin. I, yeah, Which you, like, could, I you, wanted, you can do, but you can do, or you could do like they did with the awesome Under the Red Hood movie. Tie it in. Mm-hmm. Like, have it be the, the prologue to the movie. Well, have yeah, that's, that's, what dis- that's what disappoints me about the, 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 the standalone Batman is that it, it was originally rumored to be that. It yeah. was supposed to be the prologue to Batman vs. Superman. You see yeah. the, how, why Batman becomes so jaded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's that, giving yeah. giving them crap over, over Batman being the, 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 the villain, essentially, in Batman yeah. vs. Superman, but... I mean, you gotta understand. He he's been doing this for 20, 30 years. Well, and that's that where just beat him down. Oh, now can he's I please? Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 that the Joker killed yeah. his partner. Like I, I totally understand why Batman has kind of lost it at this point. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, what I've been trying to say is, um, it's you were saying how all this stuff's happened already. That's my problem with how they've depicted Batman. Is there's all these great stories that have already happened that we're not going to see. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Batman's they're, old now. No, not old, old. But yeah. I mean, like he's not Clint Eastwood yet, which he should be. But anyway, um, if they well, were recasting a Batman, should be they should go back in time and show us how he got to this or, point. Yeah, like yeah, like there's all these great Batman stories. Yeah. that I know Ben Affleck would be great in. Yeah, yeah. I like him as yeah, Batman and Bruce Wayne. I love him at some points. Yeah. But that, was, that already happened. Yeah, and we're not going to see it. No, yeah. no, and that's there's like and there's all this the, is already happened, and there's no penguin. There's no like there's the there's yeah. the catch twenty two of it. Okay. Like on one hand, I like the idea of like great, we can get to some other stories. Stuff has happened because uh, I'll say watching Avengers one and then Avengers two. Mm-hmm. Avengers is better than Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. but I oh, enjoy yeah. Age of Ultron at points much more. Mm-hmm. Than the Avengers, well, one because evolution. it's better cinematography because mm-hmm. there's no stupid out of nowhere upside down shots that take you right out just to get nitpicky. But then also you're at the point where great, I get to watch these characters interact. I get to watch this. I don't have to sit through the establishment part. Yeah. Establishment is fun, but when all you have is this establishment, it gets tedious. So on that point, I like the idea of like we're going to the lived-in quality where. They're doing the Nightwing movie eventually, and it's the guy who did the Lego Batman movie. I'm like, awesome, because that dude knows these characters. Lego Batman was amazing. Mm-hmm. So him do and doing a Nightwing doing movie. Too. Yeah, Joss Whedon's doing Batgirl. Oh, right. So, yeah. but with Dick Grayson all already being Whedon. Dick Grayson already being Nightwing, I'm like, that's awesome. We, I'd love to get to Tim Drake. Tim Drake was probably my favorite Robin, mm-hmm. and then when he did the side Red Robin stuff, it was a great run. Are they coming up with another uh, Watchmen? Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a TV series. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't even know Amazon, about that. I think, is doing oh, okay. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's gonna be Wh- cool. Which yeah, I think I, so as well. I, 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 
I feel like the, like the Watchmen movie was great. Alan Moore will be it upset. Deserves, but it deserves. He's, the, yeah. he's, he's upset he's by he's everything. Upset about everything. He's, the, he's sitting in a cabin in Scott with no shirt on, just yelling at the wall. He's the angriest man. The angriest yes. man. Like, <laughs> Alan Moore, the angriest man. I loved him cameoing on The Simpsons a few years ago. Did yeah. you see that one? Yeah. Lulu, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he is the angry. But Little Watchmen, Little. like Watchmen, was a great movie. Absolutely, it was really good. Yeah. But that story deserves more than than the I'll, two and a half hours. I'll, it was a lot. I'll probably willingly. Uh, I'll, I'll probably lose some credit. Like I'm not the hugest fan of the book. Like yes, everybody, yeah. It, yeah. It, for no, me, I, it was I, it was I, built I up so you. much, yeah. And I get I get its place and I recognize its place in comic book history. Yeah. But then I've read others that have done similar things and did it better. Yes, like they yeah. didn't have a giant squid monster at the end, which was way out of line. Yeah. So good they took that out of the movie. Yeah, I know. People was like, oh well, that's different from the comic book. That, it's a better. Giant squid would not have worked on, this, on film. There's it's, things that work in comics that yeah. won't work. It's a giant squid. If you've, I hadn't seen the movie before I read squid. the book, I probably would not have seen yeah. the book. You've mentioned, like, you, you mentioned you want to see a death in the family, and I do mm-hmm. too. But that's one that if you were going to do that on the big screen, you would have to make so much adjustments. Oh, absolutely. Because in the comic... And it has to be R. It like, has to be R. In the comic, <laughs> as I'm reading it, and then Batman's, like, Jason Todd's dead. Batman's seeking after the Joker, but suddenly, like, you can't touch me because I'm the ambassador to Iran. To I'm Iran. like... This yeah, is no, comic yeah. books. It has, to, it, has to, it has to evolve with the times. Like they Seriously, they, yeah, that they, was they, a they thing. Go, they go to they go to Afghanistan. I think is where where Joker yeah. blows them up. Yeah. Like, so uh, Joker, you, you be- Joker becomes you have to take, you have to take a Joker becomes the ambassador. Know. So he's got diplomatic immunity, Batman, and then Batman Superman Superman has to stop that. Batman from pursuing the Joker. And you're like, why? Is this written in the eighties? Yes, it was eighty nine. It was eighty nine. So th- there's stuff that yeah, works, part of the Cold War, yeah. and that and there's there's stuff that works in comics and stories I love in comics that just would not work on the big screen. Yeah, well, you have like, to evolve it for the times. Well, right? yeah, yeah, he'll be ambassador to yeah. Korea. <laughs> but also, <laughs> like, be, like be fighting, fighting ISIS in Syria. You know? uh, but <laughs> like, so Final Crisis, DC's like one of DC's bigger, more recent crossover ones. Like Batman was killed by Darkseid and then there was the battle for the cowl where Jason Todd briefly took it and then uh, then Dick Grayson became Batman and took Bruce Wayne's son on as Robin Mm -hmm. and then Tim Drake became Red Robin because he's like no I gotta do some stuff and Bruce isn't dead he's going through time I'm like that story would be awesome to watch in live action it just wouldn't work yeah because it would be like here's a character who's dead but he's not dead he's going through time some things only work in comic book in that medium comic book lines that probably wouldn't work on on the big screen i, I, I was recently i haven't read the the actual issue but i, I was reading about the issue um it, it, it's Batman and Flash combine? Uh, Bat Flash? Yeah, yeah so like, like Batman takes over Flash's body, Flash but like Barry Allen's still in his head, and like yeah. Batman's got like dark, like fully. Yeah. So like, it's, I think it's called side. Batman Metal or something, but there's like yeah. eight different Batman from across. I, I think it's DC's multiverse or whatever. Yeah. Which I'm like, I'm intrigued by, but Absolutely, then. Absolutely, yeah. But as, on so the other weird. hand, I'm like, what? Yeah. I saw a picture of the, the Bat Flash, if we can call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But because he's I now he's now it, the but, Death but yeah, Flash, and then yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. 
Comics are weird. Like I love them, yeah, but they're. Sometimes they get... I'd love to see that story though, but that's not something that's gonna. No, and that's, that's where work or play over well with. No, if if they were gonna ever do it, I'd be like, that's where your line of animated movies would be great yes, for that. Absolutely, yeah. like you can't do it like. And that. I want like I'd love Marvel to do more of that. Where like yeah, I've been DC does animation. I've been rereading oh, yeah. the the. I just reread the entire Spider-Man twenty ninety nine title, nice. which was excellent. I want to read that so bad. And they've only really like. I had to. I ended up downloading it because I own two tray, three trays that collect most of the run, but there's going to be at least another one, if not two, and I'm going to buy those when I get there. But outside of that, the only twenty ninety nine ones you can buy without like eBaying individual issues, and I read in trade paperback is a hundred bucks for half of the Doom twenty ninety nine run because it's so out of print yeah. I and love then the spending that much money on it. and then uh, there's the X-Men run which I found on eBay and I've put it on a Christmas list and it's part of the X-Men 2099 run so when I can I love financially supporting but most of it they're not going to re-release yeah. for reasons like yeah, I think it's because Marvel was going on bankruptcy and some of the stuff as much as I love that universe like Ravage was weird yeah they don't, there's a lot of it they don't some of it was anymore. not that good so that but I'd love to visit that universe. I like Spidey twenty nine and I'm probably my favorite Spider Man. Yeah. Just re- like a really cool it's character. Cool. Yeah. And then Absolutely cool. I'd love to see a live action, but it'd be hard to do, so do it do it animated. Yeah. Do it animated. Put it on Netflix, please, so then I don't have to buy like five other subscription well, services. That's the thing. Yeah. Disney's gonna start... they're, yeah. They're gonna take all of their stuff off of Netflix yeah. and like, have their own streaming service. I know. People people compl- like cord cutters complain, Oh well I'm paying all this for no channels that I watch. Well, the now it's turning into well, I'm gonna have to subscribe to 20 different services. Yeah, to, yeah. And it's so gonna cost me more anyway. Bucks. Which, which for me, yeah. like Jill and I, we we haven't got cable because we're like we we. Yeah, I don't have cable. I don't need no, it. we don't need cable. Like most of the stuff we watch is on Netflix, and then yeah. if we like, I own a oh, ridiculous oh, amount of DVDs, yeah. and then the other stuff like. Uh, yeah, and Blu-rays, and then <laughs> yes, stuff I will download. But then when I can buy it, I will. Yeah. But then it's just yeah, where we're like crap, man. Disney's doing their thing. I want to yeah. check out. Dis- I'm curious about Discovery, but I don't want to buy CBS's thing because yeah. as much as I no, enjoy I me some that. NCIS, I'm not gonna wa- pay ten bucks a month one, for it. Is yeah. that even available to us? Or is it just? I'm US? not sure actually. Oh yeah, yeah it is it, just it, the US. Yeah, I don't think it's. Yeah, so available. like in Canada we can't. Up here <laughs> so, we only have Netflix, Crave, and which Netflix just took off the awesome Spider-Man animated show from the '90s and the X-Men one. It just oh, they did, eh? yeah, they did. But, yeah. but I, I, I only hope that they replace it with the Batman animated series from the '90s. Awesome. Which, yeah, I, like I've got that. I've got Justice League. The only ones I don't have are Superman the animated series and my own copy of Batman Beyond. Yeah. Yeah. There, Which. Uh, I'm excited to. I know. I know it's finally out now, like a, as a full compendium. But I'm really excited to read uh, the Dark Knight Three uh, Master Race. That Frank sounds... Miller. Oh. Frank Miller did. Uh, <laughs> they finally finished. <laughs> finally finished the trilogy for uh, Master the Dark Knight Race. Uh, <laughs> I Frank Miller's Batman. Where have I heard that I'll be before? I'll be honest. <laughs> I like I haven't been the biggest fan of. No, like no. I Dark Knight Returns was, was incredible. Dark Knight, it was, but at the same point, that like I always keep in the back of my head. I'm like, that's. It's an interesting take on Batman. Mm-hmm. It's a Batman well, it's I appreciate. It's the inspiration for a lot of modern Batman and how, yes. but. Batman, yes, he's extreme, but he's not that much of a jerk, especially in the second. 
like but the I continuation mean, but, but again, of it, no where it's yeah. like, here, hunt a rat in the bat cave, child that I've abducted and kidnapped. This, this bat character. But that's <laughs> the point. Like he's become so grizzled and like, jaded, and, I, and there's points where I'm like, I'm interested in other people's takes, but I'm also like, at some point, I'm like, that's not Batman. Where as much as I, I, lo- I know, I, I know, I do know what you're saying. As much as I love uh, the Dark Knight, like Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Batman Begins to me is still the standard for a live action Batman. Batman from the comic being on the big screen. Because yeah. 10 minutes into The Dark Knight, he became Chris Nolan's Batman. Yep. Where it's, oh, he could be me. I'm going to hang up the cowl and pass it over. Because Batman wouldn't do he that. He would never do that. So then it's very much like Frank Miller's Dark Knight, where I'm like, yes, it's interesting. I'm intrigued. I enjoy it. But it's not your Batman. It, he's not Batman to me. No, 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 no. Yeah. I get that. You were looking like you were about to say something. Um, what, what did you say? Uh, you said uh, Batman Begins was the... Uh, oh, that's the first Nolan film, right? Yeah. yeah. It's the premiere of Batman. Which, Dark Knight is a better movie. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. better oh, yeah. made. It's a great movie. It's, it's a great a, film. It's, it's amazing. But it's not comic book it's, Batman it's, on the yeah, big it's screen. It's not ba- Batmanically correct. Yeah. yeah. And I, mean, I, 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 I like Chris Nolan's though, right? Batman. I, mean, Nolan, I enjoy Nolan it. Didn't wanna, Nolan wanted a, a, a Batman based in reality yeah. and, and not in comic books. And, and I think well, yeah, he did a really good job at that. But he still had that within but, Batman Begins where it was still based in reality but yeah. still very true to comic book Batman. Exactly. You can yeah, be no, in reality and still be true to the character. Yeah. Because you, yeah. you could have kept that going. Like, he threw out the window in Dark Knight Rises. By the end of it, that's not Batman. No. Not even close. No. I still... It wasn't even Bruce Wayne anymore. No. You know. Yeah. No, no. I, I, you know what, though? I, I still really like Dark Knight Rises. No, I oh, did too. No, I that, did that too. movie can... Well, I'm not going to say it, but... <laughs> it's not a good movie. <laughs> like, to me, I, I really, really like Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Jill and I revisited the three of them this past, this past summer. Yeah. And then... Especially for me, it was on. Uh, not to knock Ben Affleck, because mm. he he was a good Batman, and I'm interested in his Batman. Yeah. More being, I'm interested in him seeing, watching him play more regular comic book Batman yeah. than Frank Miller's Batman. Anyways, like I wanted to revisit Batman Begins, and then after that, I'm like, it's been a long time since I've watched The Dark Knight, and I just got to separate that. I'm like, and you can where no, I'm I like, want to watch it. Objections aside, it's a great film. Yeah. And then rewatching the performances that, that that sell it for the me. pacing of the movie is what yeah. I love. Oh yeah, it's it is, creepy. It, um, but then it's, it's, it, un, it's uneasy. It's one of those movies, and I can't think of many that hits the ground running. That's what I always say about Dark Knight: is that it hits the ground. Yeah, running. Mm-hmm. it doesn't waste any time no, no, setting up characters. It just goes right <laughs> into the while story. It, it doesn't but while stop. it does set it, like while it does set up its characters, it's still moving. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. not like let's grind to a halt for an exposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's like only, here's exposition while crap's happening. Yeah, the only like kind of calm because it needs to come every so often. But the only real calm that comes in that movie is the scene when Bruce and um, Rachel are on the balcony. Yeah, yeah. And he says, you know, uh, you, you said you would be with me yeah, if I wasn't Batman anymore. Uh, is that true? That's the only like lull in the movie. And that's like maybe two minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. The, and it's and, so integral too and you, after yeah. the, the, the explosion and yeah yeah and you were saying how <clears throat> it's creepy that's the thing I, I remember sitting in the movie for the first time and just being on edge because he never knew when the Joker was going to come yeah come from anywhere yeah. right and he's a bad mofo Joker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the magic the magic trick yeah. scene was was incredible and yeah. it just Which, disappear like, I'll oh. still I'll still say like his Joker it made me jump, it made me jump. his Joker is uh, like still in line with comic book Joker and that's 
like Joker's probably one of my favorite villains in all of literature mm-hmm. oh, because there's so real. many there's Joker's so many facets to that character where yes he can and has been the Caesar Romano clown with the creepy painted over mustache that yeah. he just didn't shave yeah, that looks yeah. terrifying no one, no one can ever knock Caesar Romero no, 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 but he's been that and he's been like the the gangster Jared Leto the gangster <laughs> yeah. Jared, Jared Leto the Jack Nicholson take terrible, the mobster yeah the terrible Jack Nicholson take and oh, then don't, also, don't, don't. okay yeah, we're gonna, we're, let's step outside oh. and, and then we will have this to come we're still <laughs> this like and then and then that like the anarchist very dark almost humorless but dark humor joker yeah. like Heath Ledger channeled yeah so. but back to Dark Knight Rises like as I watched oh, it really? sorry <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying like yeah. as I, I like as I watched it there was I was able to find so much more to enjoy this time around where I'm like yeah. no Bane is awesome except for when they he was a good antagonist they, I'll they, give that they, until they emasculated yeah him. no there's a way to there's a way to do Talia without like essentially emasculating like Bane and then being like oh Talia's been the mastermind and Bane's just a henchman, I'm just a henchman. again I cry now oh man freaking I love Tom Hardy's performance it's me too I, I, for I me can it was wonderful <laughs> like I loved his performance and the movie even though yes it struggles as a Batman movie it really did well as a trilogy like as a third part of a trilogy tying into the first one and being a direct sequel to the yeah, second okay. one so as a trilogy yeah. Piece, that's where I really appreciate it. I will, I will forever, uh, I will forever want to see what could never be, though, um, and that's the, the the third Batman being with, with the Joker again. Oh, well, but yeah, think... that's the big question. What, no, would, well, what would have well, happened? Yeah, think... what would Nolan have done? I would Nolan, Nolan have ended it with three if he could keep going with? Well, Joker? I think Nolan I mean... said like I like he will always be here, and I think like I always pictured it as Joker's eventually going to break back out and be the villain mm-hmm. but he's going to be like the Hannibal Lecter like Batman's got to go into prison and he's going to be there they're going to have a scene together mm-hmm. you can't not keep going with that character especially well, with that performance that's that's the relationship of Batman and the Joker yeah. is that it's it's symbiotic and it's never ending mm-hmm. there's that line at the end of Dark Knight um, in Joker's last scene where he says you and I are destined to do this forever yeah and that's the scene or that's the line that I love the most in that yeah movie because it's it in that little bit of dialogue it it outlines their entire relationship yeah. and what's to come in the future because they never stop Joker needs Batman and Batman kind of needs Joker but he can do it without him <laughs> I'm just thinking of a terrible pun where it would have been like we're destined to do this forever Batman forever. <laughs> <laughs> and then Batman turns and gives the thumbs up. Yep. <laughs> Looks right at the camera. Oh, <laughs> thumbs up. Barely is that's, able to move his that's arm. That's my favorite thing in Batman forever. Hey, Batman. He turns into Batwing. Like he can somehow see Commissioner Gordon on the ground and gives him the thumbs up. And Gordon up. can somehow see him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes no sense. But Terrible I love it. movie. Terrible the stiff neck. <laughs> it's fantastic. I was reading about uh, Tim Burton's projected third movie. Like he was supposed to, he was supposed to do the third Batman movie. Well, and they took it away from him because he, yeah. he wanted to continue going dark. Well, the they, th- wanted, they, they the, basically just wanted to franchise the toys. No, so well, here's like, the oh. thi- here's the thing though, though. Like we've with, had discussions about this. We've had past, yeah, we've yeah. had conversations with this, and you can if you watch the get the legacy set with the four because the doc, especially the making of documentaries. For forever 
and Batman and Robin where Schumacher apologizes that's <laughs> worth the money alone <laughs> he starts off the commentary for Batman and Robin like I'm very sorry <laughs> like at one point he's like if you were going in uh, like loving Batman forever and the other movies and you came out disappointed I'm sorry because that wasn't my intention and then when you see it where how much the studio was pushing mm-hmm. like yeah. the toy side and all that yeah you do feel a little bit of sympathy for the guy like even though him he's like this is a living comic yeah. and all that like and bad direction you still can feel some sympathy to him yeah he was kind but, of forced but, into it with Burton he wasn't going to come back after Batman and then they're like no come back come back yeah, don't you want to make a Tim Burton movie yeah. and then yeah. he like, did they didn't know what that meant they didn't know what that meant yeah. and then he did it Batman and then Returns he had, the, he had the third in his head though like he was ready to do the third Batman Returns I, I like a lot at, it's I really not, it's, yeah, to I me I'm like really it's, it, yeah. I love that movie but I'm like it's not comic book Batman but I still no, love it, it but then and the, with how dark it is like Mike and oh, I oh it's demented our jokes our joke has been like someone in Warner Brothers was sitting down after the movie got made they got to the point where they dropped the child in the sewer and it's like what have we what done we <laughs> gave him creative freedom <laughs> like no. no one watched the dailies yeah. and then when you hear about like they they did the toy line with McDonald's because yeah. they're like yeah sure yeah. and then parents are like are you serious yeah. did you see that video on YouTube about that yeah yeah there's a video where um, they're talking about the history and um, McDonald's had the, the tie-in with with uh, the, with a movie and they saw the characters and they're like we can't have toys for this. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a Danny DeVito penguin toy in your hand. It was you. just, it was, like, it was like severe studio oversight that, yeah, the that, penguin is vomiting black sludge. Yeah. We can't have this in McDonald's yeah. toys. I remember those McDonald's toys. And then parents, yeah, yeah, I still have them. And then the parents were flipping out like, when you're a kid, there's so much stuff you don't notice in that. But then when oh, I yeah. watch it, I'm uh, like, when I watch it as an adult, I'm like, there's a lot of messed up yeah, stuff there's here. A, like, there's a lot of innuendo I did not pick exactly. up on. Exactly. <laughs> and a really BDSM, like, yeah, freaking oh, yeah, Catwoman. Yeah, I don't understand, like, parents are, like, freaking out. Like, your kids don't understand it. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, like, on that part, I get. And the, But, so, Tim Burton, of course, when he's, he's like, all right, I'm up for a third one. They're like, nah, don't you want to make another no, movie? No, that's all right. <laughs> no, you go make your own Tim Burton. Like, don't you, you want to go make another movie? It's like, Go okay. talk to Johnny Depp and see what you guys can work out. Actually, why don't you go make Superman with Nicolas Cage? Like, I, I will say, oh, oh, out, of the, out of the stuff... I, I, I would love to see Nick Cage as any superhero. There's a there's a documentary, there's a documentary <laughs> yeah, some yeah. guy made yeah. called... Uh, I can't I remember what it's called, but Thanks it's about that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he did a documentary called The Death of Superman Lives, and it's yeah. a like yeah, it's a really interesting documentary I've about that. i seen pieces of it. And then when you actually see a picture of, like... The most circulated one, the flash is like the flare is up, the flash is up in the photo, so it just looks awful. Mm-hmm. But then when you see other still shots, you're like, that doesn't look as bad. Mm-hmm. When you hear, and you have long hair in one of the did. Long hair. Yeah. but it was it was the nineties. It was the nineties, like yeah. super, yeah. like that's what Superman awfully looked like with the mullet and everything in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. And terrible. Yeah. The more I hear about Tim Burton's, like even that, you can't like I know it's ridiculous to just take your glasses off and all of a sudden people can't recognize you, but that hair you can't mistake. Which, you know? yeah. I will I will argue uh, like to me everybody goes on about Superman like oh it's the dumbest costume like they nailed it they absolutely nailed it in Superman Returns Brandon Routh did it where it was a great moment where they're sizing him up and they're realizing all the similarities and then he gives this goofy wave yeah and then they burst out laughing and that's the thing and that's the thing that chris reeves did and then they kind of had in the comics where it was 
it wasn't just a costume because a pair of glasses is a terrible costume. Yeah. It's an entirely different persona right. to the point where it's they're like, idiot. this guy, this guy is Superman. This guy, there's no way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would watch him change and you would be like, he's going to cosplay. <laughs> It doesn't have that. I mean, I love Man of Steel. I, I think Henry Cavill is a great superhero. Oh, he's a but, wonderful. But you don't have that same no, dynamic no. The, the suspension Clark Kent of, and Superman. Of, the suspension of disbelief is less in Man of Steel and yeah. Batman versus Superman because he's huge now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, Chris Reeve, he was athletically yeah. built. He was like a swimmer. Same with Brandon Routh. He did the same thing. He did a lot of swimming to get yeah. in, in shape. But Henry Cavill is huge yeah yeah and that's the thing I'm all about, about the, the super um, beefcake express yeah right? like <laughs> even if you watch the uh the cartoons the the uh, wb cartoons superman is huge well that's a, the end yeah, i don't understand how you can't be I like was talking this to, reporter like, is this size? yeah like, clark you're working out a lot i was talking to uh, uh, me and steve on a couple podcasts ago or actually no the most recent one <laughs> like we were talking about the 90s spider-man cartoon and peter parker's jacked in that yeah. we're and yeah, no, that's a Spider-Man. I would have loved it if they just skipped high school because I'm done. Because he was in high school for 30 issues, except for the Ultimate Run. No, you know, I, I love I love that he's in high no. school in Homecoming. I, I think I think it's I think it's perfect. It's the Spider-Man that we all grew up with. And... I was done with high school when I finished. <laughs> I think I was done works. with high school before I finished. Yeah, yeah, like sure. I get I get where they're going because it's it's kind of the Harry Potter approach where it's like the kid can age into the role. Yeah, and and yeah. he's done it does great. Give him like a next decade. Of he's he's done great and they've done well. But there's other Spider-Man stories to get to that I want to get to that they, they were just retreading. Where I'm like, yes, do a proper Venom story, even though we bungled it already. But like, what about Craven's Last Hunt, which is an amazing story? But you can't do that with a high school Peter Parker. Or there's a bunch of Spider-Man stories. He was in college for like 40 years, and now he's a young adult. But my point is, get out of high school. Yeah. He was there yeah. for 30 issues. And like, everyone hates Craven. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Christian has oh. spoken. Like, <laughs> okay, I guess that's the reality now. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, there's. They could, they could still do a Craven's Last Hunt with a, with a high school no. Spider Man, you know? Like, I'm doing Craven's Last Hunt. Well, it's, it's interesting with. Um, what's his name now? Um, Tom Holland. Uh, Tom Holland. I can't think of his last name. I was going to say Hillston, but that's the other guy. Um, Tom Holland, he's only got one more movie left on his contract. Oh. Yeah. So he's got Homecoming 2 or whatever they're going to call it. Electric like, Boogaloo. Or, or <laughs> Spider-Man Spider Prom. No, yeah, it's Spider-Man Prom because they're doing with, like the big dances for the grades or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, like, it, okay. Well, isn't that, like, wouldn't, wouldn't that then be the end of high school, right? Uh, he's going to prom. So nah. Like, final year I think because so. he's in 10th grade, I think, in Homecoming. 10th or 11th grade or but something. But I mean, like, no. time is going to pass before the next one, right? Like, he's in the next two Avengers movies. Uh, that, so so who, who's, who's to say that they don't follow, like, they don't age him through that period? But they've already, already announced the next one is, like, the year, the year, the next big year event, which is where MCU's running into problems where they're like, oh, yeah, Spider-Man's like, it's eight years after the Avengers, and right after Civil War, but Thor's like, it's been four years. <laughs> yeah, they're... they're thing where it's like, you gotta... You gotta Wind this in a little bit. You were better when you weren't specifying time. Yeah. <laughs> Just as soon as you specify the time, you're making it complicated when it didn't need to be. Yeah. I don't remember though. In Homecoming, did, so they, did they specify that he was in grade 10 or did they say that he was a junior? Uh, that's the same thing, isn't it? No, junior is grade 11, senior is grade 12. Ah. 
I can't remember. Well, sophomore and I just is, watched it last sophomore week. Sophomore is 10? Sophomore is 10. Yeah, oh. freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Oh, no, because Liz, just like, numbers. Liz was a year older than him. And they, like I think it was like, oh, he got to date a sophomore. Yeah. So then he'd be a freshman? A junior, or whatever grade 10 is. We just went through this. <laughs> we just went through this. America, just do grade 9, <laughs> 10, 11, 12. I'm pretty, sure that's, I'm pretty sure that's the way it goes. Freshman, okay. sophomore. Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Uh, okay. Oh. Well, so you're pretty much a kid until you're a senior. Yeah, <laughs> like there's, essentially. Yeah. There's, there's, essentially. No, there's no middle ground there. There's no but, yeah, there. so... What were we talking about? I just always assumed, <laughs> I I just always assumed prom was for, you know, your grade 12 year. Yeah, that prom was yeah. the final act. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. How did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Yeah. Lots of ways. Yeah. Well, we're having a lull. Are we going to call it quits? Yeah. Go eat uh, some food? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah. 240. It's, it's, it's like time. we've been doing this for two and a half hours. I think it's time to go. All right. Yeah, Dear listener, hungry. if you made it through this, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Congratulations. I applaud you. <laughs> we are important. Thank you. <laughs> thank you thank for you. listening. And uh, Mike, Christian, Tommy, thanks for thanks for doing this, especially because oh, we have nothing pleasure. prepared. Yeah, let's do this again. Yeah, yeah no, I'd, I'd, I'd be do down. We can, we can even set up Skype, uh, Skype podcast. Yeah, we got to figure out how to do it through the magic of the internet. Yeah, so, there, there is ways. We Skype call each other. But then how do you record it? Uh, you can screen record. Oh, yeah. But then do you lose audio quality? Uh, maybe. I listen to a lot of podcasts though, where, where, they, just, right, where yeah. they just have the mic right. set up by the by the by the computer that the guy is skyping from. And, oh, okay, fair enough. So like you still use your mic and just we'll just make Mike drive us out here every month. Yeah. Or if I go <laughs> if I go in for a day, I'll bring my know, laptop and the mic. That. That's yeah. what I did with Steve. So, yeah. all right. Well, on that extended note, yeah. thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks. <laughs> that, was, that was a little too flamboyant. <laughs> oh I mean, I mean, let me try that again. I mean, I mean, thank you, thank you very much. Through. It has been a pleasure. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys, and thank, thank you. you, listener. Have a great day, and God bless, guys. Bye.